Let's start the show. It's August 9th, 2012. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, as always, Norman Chan, making magic fingers at his tablet and phone. Magic fingers. Magic fingers. Do they make you feel all right, Norm? Magic fingers? Yeah, that's the old slogan for the magic fingers vibrating bed they used to have in hotels. It said, I don't magic even know what fingers magic fingers feel all right. <laughs> Joey Famelli, hey. do you know what magic fingers are? Uh, they make you feel good, is that what you said? Yeah, so... Are there so, a bed? Why yeah, are, why are a bed magic fingers? I would not want to buy a bed called chunks magic of, fingers. So in the... Last old, thing I want is a bed with fingers in them. In the old... Well, all beds have fingers in them. Beds are gross. They just they just take the old bed and then they put a new outside on it and they sell it to you again for like $1,000. You're probably sleeping on a bed that hundreds and hundreds of people have slept on before you. Seen, seen more backs than something that sees a lot of backs. Have you guys heard that, I think it's beds or pillows get heavier? Yeah, people from dead skin. From and dead droll. skin, soaking in. It's, yeah, it's real gross. Wait, um, how much heavier? Uh, I think it's... It's substantial. This, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit heavier. Wait, wait, wait. Is this, is this like the... This uh, could be an urban How much legend. a soul weighs? Like this, no, like no, 21 no. grams or something? That's bullshit. That was a dumb <laughs> right? movie. I haven't seen 21 grams in years. Magic Fingers was a thing that in the days of roadside hotels, like when people would go on road trips and drive down Route 66 and all that, before Dwight D. Eisenhower built the interstate system and destroyed the roadside hotel attraction. The, and the also road employed log, hundreds launch. of thousands of people. Yeah, it's secondary to destroying a great part of American <laughs> culture. Uh, you would go New into deal. a roadside motel and they would have a box on the nightstand that said put a quarter in or put a nickel in and it would be magic fingers. And what it, Magic Fingers did was had a gigantic rumbling motor attached to the bed oh, frame. I saw it on the so the whole thing would just shake. Yeah. Bar, yeah. And Lisa raced, raced uh, vibrating breads in Simpsons. Yes. That was a Magic Fingers joke. I see. I, now we're explaining 20 right. year old Simpsons <laughs> jokes. So nice job, guys. That was from the Simpsons movie, first of all, which came out about seven years ago. Okay. Maybe so, is it seven years ago already? No, it's like five years ago. Oh, it was, it was uh, 2006. Yeah, 2006 or Um. This is some fantastic coffee you brewed today, Joey. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for supplying it. It's good. I like it. Well, thanks, Uncle Berman and Aunt Braun, or maybe the other way around. Uh-oh. But uh, anyway, well, this is awkward now. Uh, so big news, big news week this week. I want to test how much beds <laughs> weight <laughs> change in beds. I'm getting ready to buy a new bed. So you maybe I'll that. weigh it before I do it, and then we'll weigh it again in like five years. Hmm. It must be like oils and it's It's probably oils? super gross. You know. I will see. I can see the pillows getting heavier because there's also, less. There's when, more contact when you wash True. sheets; they get thinner. Like when you wash, well, the fa- the fibers come off. Yeah, exactly. That's what the lint filter lint, does. Exactly. Yeah. You lose lint weight, and you're saying lint weight is overcompensated by body crap. Well, maybe your body oils weight. are keeping Sweat the lint weight. in. No, well, well, there's no, no lint on the mattress because it's a nylon. So you're saying when your your sweat soaks into the fibers of the mattress and into the the down or what and hold on okay so do you not use a mattress pad underneath the sheets no you've you you buy a mat yeah I, I have a mattress uh-huh. and i put a sheet two layers of sheets on top one is the like the uh, little padded thing 
the lightly no, 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 padded no. thing. What lightly padded thing? You I have a thing that has a big, it looks like a stocking on the outside, and then there's a pad. Yeah. The mattress pad goes between the sheets and the mattress. No. Yes. I have like a Tempur-Pedic I have a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Do you like that? I don't have a My mattress has a soft, cushiony, Tempur-Pedic yes. thin layer so on top. Yes, so that's what that's replacing. Okay, so I don't need the... No, the, the mattress pad is just pad. Is, is to protect the sheets, the mattress from sweat and stuff like that. No, that's why I use two oh. sheets. I use... What the fuck are when you... When you buy sheets... nothing? You have the sheet that's like, has the, the, the what do you call it? The fitted? Fitted, fitted sheet. Yes. And then the unfitted sheet. I put the unfitted sheet on the bottom. Dude's talking then, about linen. <laughs> and then the fitted sheet on top... And it gives an extra layer of protection. I've just started sleeping on beds about seven years ago. <laughs> what, what? Wait, what? It was futons for... Wow, really? Futon, yeah. So you never had sp- the springs or never had the... Uh, when I was really young, I think we had like a little tiny box spring that I... Mm. Just buy, like, How often do you wash your sheets? This is very important. This is all Andrew and my wife. She wow. takes care of... Yeah. If it was up to me, it would just... It would, like, I just replace them once a year. I would buy them. Yeah, buy new <laughs> ones. Or just bring the futon back, because I felt... Oh, so bad. I like the futon. The futon's good for your back. It, yeah, like, I, I was comfortable. I lay it out and just... Once a month, wash your sheets. No, gross. Once a month? I wash I my sheets I think Andrea does Every like week, Once dude. a week. Every I wash week. my pillows every two days. Pillowcases. So, so you think ass sweat is better than face sweat? Because that, that's what you're saying. You're saying that it's body a lot of effort for a rotate. dude to change sheets but and also is, change the comforter covers. If if you don't change the comforter covers that often, the I, comforter, I wash my comforter. Co- what do you not have a sheet between the comforter cover and you? The comforter cover? No, I com- comforter. There's a lot of layers. Oh, so you use a duvet. It's a big down comforter uh-huh. with the comforter cover with uh-huh. buttons, that I and button. that goes to your skin, and that goes to my skin. You're doing it completely wrong. What the fuck? Do you flip your mattress? Yes. It I makes can't it last my mattress. You can't with the Tempur-Pedic. I have the Tempur-Pedic layer yeah. on top. Unless it has the Tempur-Pedic wait, on wait, both wait. sides. Wait, wait, wait. So what, what are the extra sheets I need now? Okay, listen. You know how you're putting two sheets on? Okay. One of those sheets is supposed to go between you and the comforter. Like when you buy a sheet set yes. and it has two yes, sets of right. sheets. That's right. You put the fitted one on the bottom and then you squeeze between the not fitted one. Like in a hotel room. Like in a hotel room. <laughs> a tightly. <laughs> no, I don't like that. That tucked. No. So, so there's an alternative though. You can do the duvet thing. And the duvet thing, if you have like a comforter cover that's one side is like rough and, and exterior and the other side is like a sheet, that's what the English do. They put like the big down I comforter like inside this thing and then they the don't English use right a sheet. Now. Well, just because of the Olympics. And Doctor Who and Doc and and, and Sherlock. 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 That's who I was yeah. thinking. That's what I, I saw a guy wearing a Sherlock jacket the other day. You know, and sales I know, of those jackets uh, went up four hundred percent after well, the show debuted. It's it, that's one of those things that like you can't. Normal people shouldn't wear what a, a Sherlock Holmes jacket, a Benedict Cumberbatch 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 jacket. jacket. I don't think it's called the Cumberbatch. I'm think, just saying it's not something it's, a normal person can pull you're off. You're saying you can't wear what's uh, like a, a good twill it, it's jacket? It's like the or? people that went out and bought the the Neo Matrix kind of priest cowl things in 2000. That was a bad idea too. It's not something, it's not a fashion, not many people can pull that I off I don't think many a fashion people, standpoint. I think more people bought, bought black trench coats, but maybe, saw a lot I, of I didn't see a lot coats. of you collars, saw, saw a lot of the weird Mandarin high collar, collars. yeah, Mandarin collars with like with like the the cloak that you button up and it goes all the yeah. way. In, in, okay, it's like a man's so you ha- you have homework. You have to just yeah. change your sheets so it's like a normal human being. No, you can't. You, you have to sleep. You're not supposed no, to no, sleep. No, and right, second, the second of all, when if you do the thin layer, yeah, 
between the comforter and you that's yeah. tucked in. People are going to think if you, you are crazy. If you like being tucked in, then that makes it impossible to do the one leg out uh, air no, conditioning. No, yeah. No. No, tougher. You, you don't. One leg out air conditioning is the best invention man has ever made. It's like, it's like a radiator for your body. One leg always out. So outside of the comfort. So here's the thing. Also, I pop my door open so I get cool air. So Wes could just walk in at any moment. <laughs> no, no, uh, my my deck door. Oh, yeah. We do we do a window up and then window, yeah. one leg just one leg yep. over. Yep. So the window up since we're on the ground floor and not up in a in a sky castle like Norm is. <laughs> um, last night I, I I Chloe started freaking out at like eleven thirty or twelve at night and um like went over to the window and just started growling and snarling and doing all. And so I looked out the window, and there was a fucking raccoon sitting on the shrub trying to get into my trash. Mm. Right there. Right outside the my bedroom window. The, raccoon, the return of the raccoon. The only thing that was between me and the raccoon was a thin piece of insect repellent screen, like screen window. That was it. I shut the window really fast and then went outside and chased the raccoon off. It was scary. Chloe was growling, though. She laid underneath the window all night protecting us. Or so she could make a fast escape. I don't know. Which. So she hates raccoons. She does not like my raccoons. Dog, my dog's not I think, I think Chloe's scared of raccoons. Do- dogs and raccoons have racial hatred. It's like in a video so game. So would Chloe chase after a raccoon if you let her out? A, a, yeah, she would be killed by a raccoon if I let her yeah, this out. Yeah, we used to have a big, pro- uh, big raccoon problem in our old house. It was yeah. like four raccoons. Wake up four raccoons like yeah. digging so, through things. Joe, you haven't talked about your pets on the show ever. You have two pets. You have a dog and a cat. Yeah. And you have a dog whose name is Lucky. Yeah. He, he doesn't he's, seem very lucky. He's very adorable. He's been on a... He, Matt Rory has accompanied Lucky on a live stream before. Yeah, that's right. The uh, Oscars. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the Oscars. Oh, right. and, but you also have quite possibly the ugliest cat I've ever seen. I think Wilford Brimley's cute. <laughs> it's, 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 he's pretty gnarly. <laughs> he rolls over. He, he pushes through... He's the kind of thing... You, you see the, a big ball of fur and you like roll it over like a loaf of bread and then you see a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the anti-boo. The who? The anti-Boo. Boo is the cutest dog in the world. Yeah, he's on Facebook. Pomeranian. She's on Facebook. Is Boo a girl dog or a boy dog? Boy. So my dog, my cat's or a boo. flat-faced flat-faced Persian. So it's got like long, long hair and a flat face. It just kind of covers it. His tongue always sticks out. His tongue always sticks out. Fall, yeah. <laughs> he drinks water a lot and he gets his whole head like in the water bowl. So he comes out with a lot of stringy beard. <laughs> you need to shoot video of your cat. What's your yeah. cat's name? Uh, Peaches. So we, we thought he was a so we thought sad. he was a girl. And we got him. Tragedy. Took him to the vet, and the vet was like, "We can't spay this cat. It's a dude." I'm like, oh, <laughs> spay him anyway. <laughs> At that point, he's uh, he's, he's so, so do, peaches, do peaches and Lucky cat. get along? Yes, yeah, they get along. Oh, uh, so they're both about the same age, both about ten now. Wow, great. So Lucky's got one ear. His mom bit it oh. off during birth. Uh, so they're both a weird looking. Lucky else isn't Lucky three legged too or something? No, no, he's got oh, okay. all four legs, just just one ear. Okay, and yeah, Peaches is he like comes over and cleans his nubbin of an ear. That's oh, nice. yeah, that's, he's that's like, nice. Oh. They're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're totally. Buddies. That's the thing. When, whenever I have a new cat and a dog, or a cat and dog that I've never met, my wish is that they always get along. Yeah, and I hold the dog <laughs> up to the cat, and the dog's always inquisitive, and the cat just tenses up well the cat is the, you'd most cats want nothing to do with a dog yeah there's a lot of pictures i have of just peaches i think it's more peaches likes lucky like lucky will just be sleeping peaches will come over and like lay on his head or on him and kind of sleep wiggle over yeah and then you see lucky kind of open his eyes like a little annoyed this this all needs to of, video see yeah. a new tumblr account <laughs> chloe lucky peaches dot tumblr there was actually an, an old geo city site called uh stafford's and cats and uh, it's my dog's an American Staffordshire Terrier. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh my god, that's the exact combination I have. So yeah. I went to the site, and it was all pictures of people with American Staffordshires and cats. 
Wow. That's real. There's something for everybody on the internet. <laughs> yeah, so I posted some, some pictures on there. So big news week this week. Yes. Uh, Mars, uh, the Mars Science Lab Laboratory, or oh, uh, we, should, we should probably say that Gary's uh, still on uh, paternity, unpaid paternity he's, leave. He's also week. working. Yeah, he's doing. He's, he's working work. on Walking Dead stuff, I think, too. So he, he maybe he'll be back next week. We're hoping, hopeful. Um, not that we don't love having Joey here. We can, we have four chairs. Oh, we do have four chairs. <laughs> we do. We um, get more. Mars Curiosity, the rover is landed. MSL. MSL. Mars Science Laboratory. Yes, that's what I just said. Um, Sunday night. Yep. 10.30 p.m. our time. But the, the fun really started around... Like 11.30. 10 o'clock before. You think so? Excited. Oh, yeah. The oh. anticipation was much better than the actual landing. I, I was too scared to watch during the seven minutes. Did, did, you, not, did you not watch live stream? I, I watched... I watched. I came in like right at the last minute or so. What a waste. I couldn't it, it watch. Like it was too a tense. huge party. Too so, tense. On um, the NASA JPL uh, Ustream channel, yeah. about 500,000 people watched Mars Curiosity Lander uh, make the well, kind of. attempt. Yeah. Well, watch, it on, uh, watch the, the, the control room. The control room. Yeah. And uh, if you followed Twitter and also watched live stream at the same time, it was awesome and hilarious. More people watched the Ustream that evening than was watching CNN. Well, that's, that's a low the bar these days because, I mean, nobody likes Pierce Morgan. Really, I don't. I don't know who was on CNN right. that night. So but this is the as it, as it's going in there. This is this is the. It's like a it's like a really low percentage uh, so that we succeed in. They they hitting. NASA has never said what percentage. Yeah, they wouldn't they have expect. spent two billion dollars if it was a low percentage. They probably over as scientists, they probably overcompensated and planned for lots of redundancies and over engineer everything. They never said what they expected. They said it was very risky, and it was very risky. A lot of the things were untested in that environment. Um, a lot of those different components of the Mars Curiosity Lander were not actually tested together, like the parachute and the rover or whatever. Well, together. and even in some of the tests, they went horribly wrong. Like the first time they tested the parachute in the wind tunnel, it just ripped to shreds and, you know, boom, that was it. So they launched it uh, late last year. Yeah. And to get to Mars, it, it is what? It's several hundred days. It depends on, uh, depends on orbits. Like you can be, we can be close to Mars mm-hmm. when it's a couple of hundred days, or we can be far from Mars when it's like two years. And NASA has two satellites around Mars. Right. Odyssey uh, and, uh, and the, the one I can never remember, Mar- MRO, Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. Yeah. Um, and so th- these are the satellites in low orbit around Mars that can relay information and data, but... And, and also to relate uh, signal to Curiosity. Yeah. To, uh, we're, we're using them as communication satellites, which is incredible. Is this so how yeah. we're controlling yeah. most of it? Yeah. Well, so so the way the way that works is if you think about it, Mars orbits, Mars orbits, and Mars rotates. Earth orbits and Earth rotates too. Mars's rotation is about twenty four hours and thirty nine minutes. Earth's is obviously right at twenty four hours. It's a day. So. If they didn't use the satellites to communicate, the only time we'd be able to actually talk to Curiosity is when it happens to be on a side of Mars that faces the side Earth. Direct line of sight. Right. So we, we have we have a, a radio installations in the Deep Space Network situated, I think, every 120 degrees around the globe. So we have pretty good coverage of the full sky at all times, but there are still some dead zones in there as you transition from station to station. But, without, but what they're able to do is basically use a lower power radio on Curiosity, send the signal up to the Mars Odyssey and, and MRO, and then they buffer it there, and then those things blast it to us. Because they both orbit faster, so they have you know more opportunities to send stuff around, it's basically and they're higher. Independence Day. 
It's fucking insane. We're using, we're using yeah. satellites in our favor. It's com- it's communication satellites. We're using these satellites that pre-existed Mars orbit as communication satellites. And are they are they flip that? They good? Like are, well, it's still is, slow. Is everyone, oh, okay. This is the thing. Very low bit rate. Very slow. But you can queue up instructions and and and, some, yeah. and data. When you send straight from the rover, it's like five hundred bits per second to modem speed, like 36, 33.6 kilobits a second. When you uplink good, through, good enough to download the Q2. So no YouTube tests. videos. Yeah. No, you no. Well, YouTube videos take like twenty hours. Those high def videos that they're posting take like twenty hours to uh, transfer. At ten FPS. <laughs> um, however, however, if they go through Odyssey, then they get up to ISDN speeds, so they can get like five hundred kilobits per second, more or less. If we living the nineties. It's like, yeah, it's like On the Mars. late nineties, early is getting 2000s. the nineties technology. <laughs> so. Uh, so we should describe how the landing works because well, we well, talked about it before, but but it's worth mentioning again because it's sure. fucking crazy. Okay, we'll talk about landing and we'll talk about the control room and, and the environment and how okay. awesome that live stream was. So the reason people are scared, the scared. reason it was scary, is that the rover first has to slow down. Um, well, we lose contact. We never have direct contact with it because by the time it's at Mars, it is about 15 light minutes away right. from us. So we're getting signal from it. But, but it's all already it's happened all already 15 happened. minutes ago. And all we can do is do it's not, It's minor, less than 15 minutes, isn't it? A little less. Okay. We can do a little mi- minor course corrections up to a certain point. Right. And in diagnostics. But and once, then, it ha- then it's on its own. Then it's completely on its own, self-correcting based on simulations. Uh, and so what happens is it slows down an incredible amount from like 13,000 miles Kilometer, per hour, kilometers an hour, something like that, to, to 1,000-ish as it hits the atmosphere and the heat shield absorbs a lot of the energy and it burns up his fire basically We're talking about it. something that's moving at kilometers per second yes very very fast and um, this is slowed down by atmosphere and this is slowed down by atmospheric friction changes. basically at this mm-hmm. at this point and what uh, just friction friction okay. of the thing hitting air at really high speed and this is it it it, it is working off of its own once programs like, and macro i guess at some point it's like you know it's if you think about it as if you use a bullet as the analogy we shoot the bullet from here and we can steer it up to a certain point and then once it gets about 20 minutes out, there's nothing else we can do because the radio signal won't get back to it in time it's to shooting, correct anything. Shooting a bullet a thousand times faster than any bullet that's ever been fired right. at something it's from the a Empire million State times to the, to the Eiffel Tower. Farther than anything we've ever shot. But I mean, like, does it have any of its own commands that it's working Yeah, so it, of? it's smart, but it's, it's still just, you know, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. like a, a, a science fiction computer. It's a real computer. <laughs> Um, it's like shooting a bullet from the Empire State Building to the Eiffel Tower and hitting the observation deck or the spindle on top or something. It's oh. something ridiculous, right? So once it slows James down, McAvoy could do it. Once, <laughs> once, once, <it's, laughs> Jesus. once it slows down to a certain speed, it sh- deploys a parachute, which slows it down more. And this is a mass. We're not talking about like a dude jumping out of an airplane parachute. <laughs> it's it's a, a giant in tandem with another curiosity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bigger car- <laughs> rover, right? The, the the Odyssey is strapped on the back of Curiosity. Um, so that slows it down more. And then once it gets to a certain certain speed from there, the rockets on this crane fire. This uh, There's like retro rockets that slow it down further. But they don't actually land on the ground with the retro rockets. What the retro rockets do is hover, get it to a place that it can hover, like, what, 40 feet off the ground or something? So I, I, have, a, I have a detailed infographic that uh, NASA released. So you're talking mm. about... They call it uh, entry, descent, and landing. Three EDL. Stages, EDL. Uh, during the entry stage, that's 10 minutes. Um, and then it's it, there's a big heat shield that gets separated from. So it's like four stages of the actual mechanics. Yeah. And e- every time a different stage finishes, ta- then parts fly off. Fly off. Yeah. 
So the parachute deploys about seven miles at a velocity of 900 miles per hour. Seven miles off the ground. Off the ground, yeah. And remember, Martian atmosphere is very thin compared to our atmosphere. So you need a huge parachute, and it does a lot less slowing down. 900 miles per hour deploy parachute. Yeah. So imagine an airplane, something that's flying twice as fast as an airplane, and putting a parachute behind that. Yeah, that seems like it would work fine. And then that's going to take a couple minutes, and the heat shield then pops off because it's inside lower atmosphere. No longer needed. And then the parachute part flies away. And then you have a contraption that Will's talking about. Retro rockets, basically. Which is, a falling, imagine something falling at, at that point, 80 meters a second, 180 miles per hour. Okay, so a supercar, right? Something that's driving as fast as a supercar, then shooting rockets at the ground. To slow it down the rest of the way. To slow it down. And balance, like four rockets. But this is the crazy part. This is the, this is the amazing part, is it doesn't go to the ground. At that point, it just lowers a platform like a helicopter platform almost on four cables from that or four, four ropes from that uh, hovering crane and the rover drives off of that platform and then the part with the rockets on it flies away and crashes someplace far away. <laughs> so, yeah. It's bananas. So, you, you imagine like a, like a stable crane, right? Some dude, you know, from Union guy working on a crane and lowering a, a multi-ton, you know, seven-foot wide it's like rover. The, it's kind of like the... But the, that crane is on rockets and also descending at... 100 miles per hour. It's like if in Aliens, instead of open, landing the, the spaceship and the car driving out, they just lowered the platform with the car on it 40 feet from a hovering rocket, and then they drove off of that, and then the, the, then the plane went and crashed. Now, the tragedy of all this is that we never, ever will get to see that descent. No, no. Video of that descent. We don't no, get no. to see the video thing itself. Video of that descent. But they like, have video of the coming down. We'll have video from Curiosity, some yeah. kind of video of it actually coming down. But I want to see... Something coming out of the sky, supersonic speed, deploy a parachute, throw that away, have the rockets, and then some crazy crane dropping an SUV. That's that's the next commercial. That is a, that's that what is Google's going to do is, with I.O. next year. That is, a, that is a Lexus commercial waiting to happen. It's, it's Google I.O. next year, dude. They're going to do it out of the dirigible. Um, so, yeah, it's landed. We started getting image back immediately. Obviously, there's data throughput speed issues that prevent it from, you know, coming in fast. Uh, but JPL actually, I think this is the first time they've done this. They have a page that just lists the raw pictures that have come in from the probe oh. uh, without any kind of editing or editorial or anything. It's just the pictures go straight up on the web, maybe after somebody looks at them or something. Um, and it's really cool because right now they're going through all the diagnostic stuff. So they're like turning on cameras and, spe- and all the different science packages and the radios and all the stuff that was off during transit, um, sp- you know, spinning up the reactor and all that stuff. So the, for, for the most part, the curiosity is just standing still right now. It hasn't moved at all. Well, I mean, it rolled once, off the platform. Yeah, once it has wheels, right? It has, it has, it has like six wheels, rolls off the platform, and then it has to kind of deploy itself. Because right. it like unfolds, a mast camera, and uh, okay. it has a, a crazy laser that burns away, uh, vaporizes, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so it should. I think the first, the last I heard, the first drive is scheduled for five days after landing, which is um, a couple days from now, two, two to three days from now. I can't remember. It landed on Sunday, Sunday. so so like Friday or Saturday. Yeah, so they're still de- deploying doing diagnostics. It's going to be there for a long, long time. We're getting some high res photos now, a lot of composites. It can take a lot of small thumbnails images right now with its nav cam. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, they're compositing like hundreds of small little uh, black and white and color photos and making little panoramas. And, um, and, and so the big stuff that's changed with this is that it's a much bigger probe. It's a ton versus like three, 400 pounds, which is what the last uh, uh, Spirit and Opportunity were. 
So it's a lot bigger. And instead of relying on solar power, which those did, and and you know, over time, Martian dust collected on the panels. And even though those rovers probably still fully operational, they eventually couldn't collect enough power. Well, opportunity is still going, but Spirit ran out of uh, power to run the heaters and keep the electronics warm during the Martian night. The coolest thing is watching the NASA control room. Oh, those dudes were stoked. <laughs> you can see this anime GIF. <laughs> Jeff, you mean? Of, of GIF. Jeff. No, it's GIF. Jeff. Those guys. No, it's GIF. No, it's Jeff. No, it's anime GIF. Jeff. Is this where everyone... No, it's GIF. It is absolutely Jeff. <laughs> I, you couldn't be more wrong, Chan. I, mean, uh, I think you've gone full circle on this. Really? <laughs> I think, yeah. You think I looped around? I, you looped around. It's GIF. CompuServe originally said it should be pronounced Jeff. Anyway, we'll need internet. Yeah, thanks. We'll, this will give you the animated to talk about. GIF. Let's... Are they jibs or gibs? Jibs. Because it's, it's short for giblet. Mm. You don't call it a giblet when you when you make the turkey in Thanksgiving. You know, we need to have a holiday in the springtime that involves like a, a thing, food, right? Like a food. Ho- yeah. I mean, I guess Easter is kind of that, but I don't, I'm not onto the whole nailing people onto things thing. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, we need a food holiday in the in the springtime that involves turkey. And stuffing, no and gravy, and giblets, and wine, and watching Detroit lose because watching the Tigers lose is one of the high points of of Thanksgiving every year. So uh, you can actually go to ustream.com, ustream.tv forward slash NASA JPL, and they're doing daily updates every morning about 10, 10 a.m. PST. Yep, uh, from uh, the, the laboratories of, uh, from JPL, the control room, and they'll do a little press conference. They'll show off new photos, and if you go onto the uh, mission site, you can, like we'll said, get a raw feed of all the photos uh, in high res uh, being sent from Curiosity if you want to get a daily update. To find that, you can just also Google uh, JPL raw images uh, Curiosity. The other thing that's really interesting to this about me is they shot a picture. They 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 The NASA nerds figured out exactly where they needed to aim the camera on one of the satellites to take a picture of Curiosity coming down into the atmosphere. I see a tiny speck. I saw that, yeah. It's a, unbelievable. Uh, they also found got a picture of the heat shield after it had been jettisoned, float, you know, falling down to, from the sky, which also is bananas. It's crazy stuff. Um, so what is this mohawk guy everyone keeps talking about? Exactly. No there, idea. In the control room. There was a guy with a mohawk. and You see the whole, all the faces. Of, it was like contact, except a much smaller compact room. Yeah. Uh, it was not like contact, okay to go, okay to go, <laughs> okay to go. It, it was like massive, you know, like from the movies, but it was more like that small room that was in the beginning of contact when they all huddled in and grabbed like the when they were CRTGs. listening to the uh, the Pepsi, the vomp, the sound, yeah, um, and uh, everyone was wearing the blue NASA JPL uh, MSL mission uh, polo, yeah, and there was one dude who had a sweet mohawk. <laughs> you think they're coming back? You should, you'd look good with a mohawk, Jan. mohawk. Joey could do the mohawk. Everyone on Twitter was talking about it. Yeah. I, I wasn't watching the stream. I was just, what's going on over there? Norm, you could totally pull the mohawk. You have long enough hair on the top to do it. You get a really yeah. nice high one. Get some product. You know, if, if we raise $250,000 on, on Octobercast. If I, get a, if I get a 10% cut, then I will do the mohawk. I think it's for the kids, Norm. Don't be greedy. Uh, my discretion. You, you wouldn't, your hair grows back, but, you know, those kids. Think about the kids. For some Norm. people. Think, oh, low blow, dude. <laughs> um... Okay, so Curiosity's landed. Science continues. It'll really start cranking up in coming weeks. But you know, it's a slow burn. It's a long-term project. It has a nuclear reactor, so it can run for theoretically a very, very long time, assuming we don't fuck up and crash the rover. A lot of interesting uh, stories about the actual hardware inside Curiosity. Uh, it's running basically PowerPC 
I think I want to say like 700 megahertz. It's and, real slow. I think it was 400 actually. And uh, and uh, the company that makes it, it's not like you know an Intel or a, or an Alienware. Right. Uh, there are companies that specifically make hardware for satellites and space. for space equipment. Space. And it's all like crazy tested to uh, to work in extreme conditions and the redundancies. Well, because the thing the thing that has to the thing that happens in space is there's no like we're protected from a lot of cosmic particles from from the from the atmosphere and from the magnetosphere and all the Van Allen belts and all that stuff. Uh, when you're on Mars, you don't have a lot of that stuff. So like solar flares and all sorts of, you know. Cosmic ex- radiation. Cosmic radiation is a real problem. And it will gradually degrade the pro- power of the performance of of uh, of uh, microchips if it's not properly shielded. There's only two gigs of flash storage on Curiosity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Curiosity is there. It's in Mars. There's a There's a one-ton car about to start driving around Mars now, which is bananas. Bananas. Uh, Matt Honan, our friend, our friend Matt Honan uh, from over at Wired, got hacked. I don't know Matt Honan, but seems like a he's a nice, nice guy. Nice he's affable. Dude. Yeah, I thought he was Canadian at first when I when I first met him. But you know, he's he's a nice enough guy. Um, what happened? It's an interesting story because he, while he did make some pretty big mistakes about backing up his computers and things like that, which Norm, do you back up your computers? Yeah, I have a Windows Server backup computer. Joey, do you back up your computers? Yes, my personal. You should uh, back up your computers, Joey. I, I do. You had to think about it for too long. <laughs> I got one. You have I a got, time machine disk. I got in one there? drive doing time machine. Okay, um, that that counts. That's a backup. There are more things I should back up. Yes, backing up is important. I don't back up enough. I back up. I have a Windows Home server at home, and I have a time capsule for the Mac, so I back up two two different places. Um, but whether it's a Windows machine or a, or an Apple machine, uh, so so Matt made some mistakes, but he got hacked in a way that I think is largely. Uh, unexpected, basically based on um, uh, Apple and Amazon doing really dopey things with their security and Google too, frankly. So uh, the way this worked was uh, some some malicious individuals uh, went out, saw his uh, Twitter handle, which is just M-A-T. It's a low three characters. It's a good name. They wanted to get the Twitter handle. So they looked at his Twitter profile, found his homepage, found his email address and home address from the DNS registration for his his personal homepage, which was all attached to the Twitter account. And then we're able to use that to instigate a password recovery on Gmail, on Google. On the Gmail password recovery, even though they didn't have the password, when you hit file, well, do you have my, I, do I have my password? It gives the first few characters of one name and the last few characters of another, of the, of the email address. So they were able to look at the M at somethingme.com and say, oh, it's probably Matt Honan at me.com. And then we're able to, to to take advantage of some holes in Apple and Amazon's stuff. Hmm. So they went to Amazon. They called Amazon and said, hey, I, I'm Matt Honan. Here's where I live. Here's my billing address. Uh, here's my email address. I need to add a credit card to my Amazon account. Once they did that, they hung up the phone, waited a few hours, called back and said, hey, I'm Matt Honan and I'm locked out of my Amazon account. Can we change the email address on there? I don't have access to the old email anymore. And they said, okay, well, give me your name, your email address, your home address, and one of the credit cards on file on the account. So they used the credit card that they just added moments before to gain access to his Amazon account. Once once they had changed the email address to their email, they were able to recover the password to Amazon. And when you go to the Amazon billing page, it gives you the last four digits of every credit card on the account. Now, this is where it gets really bad. 
Apple, all Apple needs to restore an Apple ID is your name, the email, the at me.com address that you're trying to get into, and the billing address and the last four digits of the credit card on the account. So they went into his Amazon account, looked at the credit cards, and said, oh, I don't know which one it is on the account. Is it this one, or is it this one, or is it this one? Hit the right one, and they recovered the password for his Apple ID. So at this point, his Amazon account is, is hacked, his Apple ID is hacked, and now they have access to the account that's hooked up to Gmail, and they'll recover password for his Gmail account, for his Google account. All to get his Twitter handle? Once they got into his Gmail account, they went and got his Twitter password, took over Twitter, took over the other stuff they wanted to do, deleted his Google account, oh, wiped his, his Mac, his iPhone, and his iPad using Find My, find, find my iPad and Find My Mac. Yeah, Norm's making a bad face right now. This is real scary. It's Veronica Mars bullshit. And then uh, c- uh, closed that account as well, I think. I can't remember if they closed that account or not. And then they started posting horrible racist stuff to his Twitter feed. And, and about that time was like when his iPhone, he said when he realized it was when his iPhone rebooted and came up to the, hey, uh, you need to restore thing. That's the scariest thing to wake up to. But because they this, deleted his Apple like, ID, his backups were gone for that. And then he went to his computer and his computer immediately shut down and rebooted. When he turned it on, it was like, oh, fuck, this is really bad. So he ran and unplugged his router. He lost all of the pictures of the first year of his kid's life because um, he hadn't backed up, which is agreed. Really dumb. You should always back up. Uh, and it was a really bad day, basically. Uh, a couple of days, uh, the next day, one of the guys who did the hack contacted him via Twitter because he set up a new Twitter account to be able to communicate with people and basically said, look, I'll tell you how we did this if you promise not to press charges. And they went through the whole, I don't think that's legally binding, by the no. way. Uh, they went through the whole process and and then a couple people at Wired, Robbie Baldwin, who's a friend of Norman Mine, uh, went th- and, and, and Christina, I can't remember her last name. Uh, Bonnington. Bonnington, thanks. They went through and recreated the whole thing. Over and over, like multiple times, multiple accounts. Like it's really easy to do. If you're Amazon, uh, if you the if you have the information that you need to get the passwords from Amazon and Apple, the whole thing just falls into it place. It worked because he had a domain that they could access DNS info. Well, from, but you're and also because Amazon and Apple required the, the information revealed by Amazon that they thought protected you was exactly the right information revealed by that Apple needs to the to information that Apple treated as private. As as pre- was preserved the, is, was, was not private exactly. according to Amazon. So who is or uh, go ahead? Uh, who who is it? Is it Amazon or Apple? That's that's kind so of more here. The, there are mistakes. Google shouldn't hint at the recovery email address for the <laughs> Google account. That's a mistake. That's number one. Yeah. Um, Amazon shouldn't display the last four digits of a credit card, and Amazon definitely shouldn't let you add a credit card and then recover a password using, using the bullshit that, credit card yeah. you just added. Um, without any kind of authentication, Apple shouldn't let you recover a credit card with the last four uh, recovering account with the last four digits of a credit card because that is information that is printed on every receipt that you've ever gotten. Oh yeah. So like literally, if you walk down the street and you know if you know your neighbor's email addresses, uh, then you can you or you find a pizza receipt. Like the pizza delivery guy, if you order online, has your email address, your home address, and the last four digits of the credit card and your name. So they could do this exact same thing if you have your Amazon and Apple. So the answer is Apple. The same. Apple is worst. Amazon is also really bad. Google is, is also, I think, a little bit at fault. But the, the two bad ones are Apple and Amazon. Hmm. The fact that Amazon gives out, lets you, lets you uh, add credit cards and recover accounts based on that is insane, especially given that all the other stuff that's tied to Amazon. 
Um, so both Apple and Amazon have closed the holes. They don't. Uh, Amazon Finally. Amazon doesn't let you um, uh, add a credit card to an account anymore. Apple doesn't let you recover a password over the phone anymore. Oh, great. Um, so that that is both of those things are good. But I think part of the the reason this happened is that both of these are e-commerce sites. So these were essentially stores. I, iTunes is a music store, and Amazon was originally selling books. Identity and, should not be tied to credit cards. Right. It's the last four digits of a credit card, especially, yeah. are crazy, crazy yeah. easy to get. That, that number. I mean, it's scary to think about. You use your credit card a lot. How many people have access to your full credit card number? Like just employees of merchants. Yeah, if you go to Foot Locker and buy a pair of tennis shoes, the 16-year-old behind the counter has, has access to your has credit card. Has so much power. When I used to deliver pizzas in, in college, like, yeah. we would take an imprint of their yeah, credit exactly. card. Like, or easily. when you order pizza online or on the, over the phone, they'll ask you for your credit card number and expiration date. Right, the kid right. writes it down twice, yeah. keeps his, yeah. gives one to the, exactly. to the, to the pizza place. It is scary. Do not tie identity to credit cards. Um, and the, the bad thing, so Amazon doesn't ask personal questions to, re- to restore accounts. Apple actually does. The scary thing is that they didn't require the personal questions to have correct answers in order to give the attackers access really? to Matt's account. No. Oh. They, but what is your favorite animal? What is your spirit animal? Hippo. You answered that really quickly. It's, I've thought about it a lot. <laughs> it's the most dangerous land animal in Africa, meaning it's Not the most dangerous land of, animal in the okay. world. They, they're cute and cuddly. But incredibly dangerous. Is hippos? That you, is that hippos. how you chomp your hand? In your dream, is that what you see yourself as? No. I just like the hippo. I, th- I think people underestimate the hippo. Everybody always says, oh, I want to be a lion or I want to be a wolf. If we were or to something. tear apart your, your physical being, <laughs> yes. a, a hippo would emerge? Maybe. I think mine would be a turtle and a boar combined. A boar turtle? Is boar it turtle. a boar with a shell or a turtle with tusks? A boar with a shell. Nice. It's good. That's mm. my spirit. Yeah. Norm, spirit animal? The bison. <laughs> the noble buffalo? <laughs> noble buffalo. Wow. On the back of a nickel, even. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's the hack. Uh, the two Apple Amazon holes have supposedly been closed. I haven't tested that, but everybody's reporting that they that it is. And they plugged these holes before this whole wired... No. No. No, after the wired thing. Uh, I, I mean, the... the so, wait, why did they recreate... You're they, saying that, they were trying to. Test they were trying to make sure that the that the thing that the that the criminal internet criminal said was true was actually true. Okay, right. <sighs> it's scary. This is why when uh, don't offend people on the internet. Sometimes they can do terrible stuff to you. Well, and the scary thing, the really scary thing about this is that even I had he a bounty on Will Smith's Gmail. Account. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't even do it. even if you had followed the rules, the basic rules, like the use different passwords for everything. Um, don't you know that th- that kind of stuff? It wouldn't have helped in this case. Yeah, yeah. even if you had really strong passwords. Right. The fact that you can password recover. Right. The social engineering end around around the, like, the password is terrifying. They did not decrypt anything. They just they did went not, through holes no. and yeah. got what they needed. They talked to people and got them to do what they needed them to do. Ooh, wow. Social engineering, the Jedi mind trick, right. the password out of people. Right. So the the takeaway. I wrote a story that explains the things you can do to help insulate yourself from this. There's honestly nothing you can do to protect yourself against bad, bad security policies on big vendors. Uh, it's Apple doesn't let you not have a card uh, on your account and buy stuff from them. So if you need to buy apps or you need to buy, you're buying movies or music or books or something from Apple, you're boned. You can, you can't take a card away from there. You can get single vendor cards authorized from a lot of banks. I think uh, Chase and Wells Fargo both do that. Bank of America doesn't. So you can get you can say, okay, this is the card that's only accessible that I only use for Apple. It's a it's a number that's associated with your real account, but it isn't the real number. 
Um, and, and, and not using the same card on Apple and Amazon would obviously protect you from this. Um, not using the same email address, and not using a publicly visible email address. I think that's the next step is to move hmm. all of your stuff that needs to be secure onto an email address that no one knows except for those parties and you. So you recommend having one email just for those vendors? I mean, if you're a public-facing individual, I feel like you should have a secret email and a real email, a, hmm. pu- a public email. Because um, you know, using email for correspondence is a little bit crazy. I would use Outlook.com. Oh. Um, turning on two-factor authentication in Google is another thing. We, let's talk about that and what we're testing, because I've spent a lot of time turning on two-factor the last week. It's a big pain in the ass. I've been using two-factor for years. I, I never turned it on because it was a big pain in the ass. It is a big pain in the ass. Yeah. Every time you have a new device, you need to log into it's, it's not even that. It's all the one-use passwords. That's, that's, that's every problem. time a new device. Yeah. yeah. It's because nothing supports two-factor except for three or four Google apps, it seems like. Um, but that'll help. You should read the story if you're worried about this, basically. It's, it's, there's, there's not more to do with it than that. Um, do we want to talk about this more or we want to move on? Let's move on. Best Buy. We all love Best Buy, right? When's the last time you guys shopped at Best Buy? Actually went to a Best Buy store and bought something. We had to buy a cable when we were in Oregon, but that was before that. That was like months ago. That was months ago. Before that. I, When's the last um, time you personally went to a Best Buy and bought something? <laughs> I don't ever buy any media there because it's expensive. Sometimes I buy games on release day because they always have them if I want them. I didn't pre-order because pre-ordering is evil. I buy toilet paper on Amazon. I buy everything on Amazon. I now. buy toilet paper on Amazon. Well, Amazon is too. destroying Best Buy. And Best Buy uh, is, is not doing well. They have so much overhead with their s- store s- spaces, shelf space, and storage. Well, they've shut down some brick-and-mortar locations. And uh, their online site is not the best. No. And they, are, they can't compete with themselves uh, with pricing. So, so you mean uh, what you're saying is they can't put a cheaper thing on BestBuy.com than it would be in the store? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, really, they're they're not doing so well. Not doing so hot. So they ran off their their founder in June, Mr. Few, Buy, a few months ago, uh, May, March, I guess, or Mr. Best, Mr. Best. Yeah. Um, and he has with the stock prices tanked, and he's basically come up with a plan that says, "Hey, I want to take the company private." And buy back outstanding shares. Let's say he he has not revealed his plan. He has said that he has a plan. He has he's he's said he has intent to take the company private. So how he much, wants to buy the company back? How much shares is he? Does he? He has twenty percent of shares still, and he wants to spend like, $4 like eight billion dollars. I think it was eight. To buy the, eight billion to buy dollars to buy Best Buy. Yeah, and own it himself. It's not a good purchase. <laughs> yeah, you should buy Best Buy stock. Don't buy Best Buy stock No, because we say so. Well, Best Buy stock has gone way up in the last few days. Not that that is any indication of future performance, nor are we registered analysts or stockbrokers or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so Best Buy, I, he say, I have to assume if he's willing to sink this much money into it, he has a plan. But what I'd, could I'd, his plan be? That's the question. I don't have any idea what he can do to fix Best Buy. I mean, he could make it... a. You know what? Actually, I do have a good idea of what he could do to fix Best Buy. Get rid of Geek Squad. No. If Best Buy, instead of being a place where anybody could sell whatever they want, if it was, if it was, actually, uh, if it was actually a store where they only had stuff that was good, because the problem with Best Buy is you go into the cell phone section, there's 85 phones, and there's only three in there that are good. I'm saying a curated I'm saying a seller. curated retail experience. Because that's, that, that's what you get. Like, if you boil it down to it, when you go to the Apple store, that's there's kind of what you get. There's a lot of crap. There. There's a fair amount of crap back there, you but see it's the, all the accessory in, rack. It's, all crap. It's all in specific Expensive. sections, right? I'm just saying, if you if they said, "Hey, this is the best refrigerator on the market," and they only sold that three so refrigerators, what's to prevent people from walking into the Best Buy 
noting what to buy and then going on Amazon and getting next day delivery. Well, if they're only selling the good one, I would think that they'd be able to, if they're, if they're pushing it hard and doing a lot of volume in it, I think they'd be able to get a deal with the manufacturer. Uh, the problem with the, the stuff that's good is that that often is the stuff that is not in large volume. No, or, I know. Tough I know. to find. Do you think it would be, I mean, it seems like it would be a lot for them to become recognized as the company, the company that knows well, the perfect product, they the have, good product. They have pretty good information if you think about it because they know they have years and years of return data. So they know what gets returned because people don't like it and they know why people return it. And that they probably have as much information about that as Amazon or any other big retailer target, any, any place that's big. Um, if they if they built out product testing, I, I mean, if you could trust work. them, if you could trust them to be independent, even if they have the best intent, they would get screwed by the manufacturers. Well, that's true because Samsung's not going to say, "Oh, you can only sell." I always want to buy this one product from you to sell in our stores, and to, yeah, right. No, you're going to sell all our stuff. I don't know. I think curated shopping is an interesting. Thing. It's what Brian's doing with the wi- with the wire right, cutter. He doesn't actually sell himself. He doesn't sell. Well, he makes he, money he on affiliate links, but he doesn't have inventory. That's true. The whole thing is inventory. That's true. Um, buyers, buyers, and suppliers have a very, very special relationship. Yeah, it's an interesting problem. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think he's going to do? <laughs> yeah, I, blow them all up. Paintball stadiums. <laughs> Paintball stadiums. Laser tag. Bring, Man, bring laser back tag. the jungle. DZ Discovery Zone. Mm. A grim future for Best Buy. Is Magnolia still part of Best Buy? Is yeah, that yes. they bought Magnolia Home Theater to yes. add credibility to their home theater department. The AV section. Well, they wanted to do a super high end SKUs. They want or super high end for Best Buy. They wanted to get to, into TVs that cost four grand. That's always the best part of going to Best Buy. Going to the small little Magnolia nook in the back. I always okay. feel like those people are judging me, looking at me like I shouldn't be there. No, get out of here. You're the wrong kind of nerd. You know too much to be in Magnolia. Um, Valve, Valve Software, maker of such fine games as Half Life, Half Life Two, Portal, Portal Two, Left for Dead, Left for Dead Two, Team Fortress. I think that's it. Counter Strike, Dota Two. Anything else? That's pretty good. That's good. They're going to sell non-game software on Steam on September fifth, but they have not said what non-game software they're selling. Such things as accounting software, photo editing, really, video editing. These are the productivity, lists. creative. What's productivity software? Uh, word processing. Well, why uh, note taking? Mm. One note. One note. So are they going to say? So they're building. They're turning Steam into an app store, basically. Yep. This makes Gabe's comments about Windows 8 being a real threat uh, a little more clear. Not a real threat. A cl- uh, cl- clusterfuck of cl- catastrophic properties. Yes. But it, it, again, if he's going to sell, start turn Steam into an app store, oh, it, yeah. it turns. No, absolutely. He has a pretty strong conflict uh, of interest. I think we all knew that it was coming. Is yeah. the Source filmmaker engine? It's free. I mean, is that was that the first? Was that the first? Step? I would not consider that. that that is not in game software, but it's still everything that they've uh, had available for free, at least on Steam. That's non game has been um, has been game related. So like map editing yeah. tools, server software, uh, game trailers, game servers, movies, game movies, um, stuff like that. And so this is purely non game related software uh, starting September fifth and uh, Valve Quicken exactly. Can't wait for that Steam sale. Yeah, I want to get Steam asked. sale for, uh, for f- maybe not Photoshop, but Steam sale Man. for WinZip <laughs> and for s- s- and WinRAR. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the Ouya. Ouya. The Android tower tablet, uh, the Android console, game console, plugs into your living room, you know, Kickstarter, 
lots of promises, not a whole lot of real stuff going on. Seems like maybe phantom I I don't want to say it's a phantom again, but it seems like a phantom kind of thing. You're saying you're not, you don't believe in it. I do not believe that it is a real thing, but they're saying it's going to ship in March. The Kickstarter closed, and they raised $8.59 million. Ridiculous. Wow. It used on, to be like very notable when something broke a million dollars on Kickstarter. That was like two months ago. So I had dinner with some guys or, or drinks with some guys the other night, and we were talking about Kickstarter a lot, because including some people who I will remain nameless, but who have, have pitched products and done pre-orders and stuff on Kickstarter before. And uh, they all seemed, the general consensus was that Kickstarter is going to flame out in the next six or seven months as some big high-profile products that lots and lots of people have invested in uh, end up with nothing, no content. Like they just disappear with the money, or they run out of money before they get the product shipped, or whatever. And again, we there's with monocles and like, oh, we made ten million dollars on Kickstarter. Oh. Yeah, there is no legal, no legal recourse. No, nope. that's it's scary. good faith, good faith yeah. donation. Yeah, it's the internet. It's trust. You trust that they're going to do it right. Do you trust people on the internet? They're random people on the internet. Right? I mean, they made, they made a funny video. Well, here's that the, that 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 video was funny. Worth the what video are you talking about, investment. Every Kickstarter video. Oh. <laughs> so far, the only thing that I've Kickstarted that didn't deliver on time was that uh, time time lapse plus thing that we Kickstarted last year, and he has been delayed and delayed and delayed. But it seems like that's finally going to ship real soon. Seems like it. But do you think it'll still? Do you think this will still be something for? Media, like cinema, or movies, books, or not books, I guess, but... I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I look at the stuff that's come out of Kickstarter so far, and most of it's been pretty good. Like, Indie Game, the movie, was one of the early Kickstarters. They raised a couple hundred grand, and it, it was a, it turned out... Re- I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. I didn't put money in that. See, I feel like somebody who donated 10, 20 bucks to a movie to get their name on a special thanks at the end would be less pissed than somebody who put in 100 bucks for a product, Yeah, and that product didn't deliver. Yeah, well, the product sucked. Or just it was crappy, you know? Well, I mean, the, if the product sucked, it's your fault for investing in it. If the product doesn't deliver, you didn't it's there. You invest it. You pre-ordered. That's the mindset. Well, that's my point, is if you pre-ordered something without knowing if it's going to suck or not, you're a dumbass, frankly. Like, I would of, never... A lot of dumbasses on I would internet. never pre-order products unless I was running a site and I wanted to have access to them so we could do videos <clears> with them. Pebble. Right. Pebble, MetaWatch, um, Time Lapse Plus. I'd probably do the Able Brewing Cone because that guy is a third-generation product and the first two were pretty good. And I think that, that Keith is a smart dude. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you shouldn't pre-order stuff if you... With, you shouldn't use Kickstarter as a pre-order. You should have the expectation if you pre-order a Kickstarter that you may not see anything out of it. Because even if they have good intentions, like it's easy... Some of the guys I was talking to were, were in, the, in the process of production now, and they're like, yeah, we had no idea how involved it was getting stuff from China. And like if the schedule that we originally planned was so tight so that if the first batch of stuff came back wrong, which is what happened to the Time Lapse Plus guys, then there was no wiggle room for them to to fix that. And they ended up having to push the launch back two months because they had to get the Chinese company that did the initial hardware to redo the entire thing because they'd fucked up. So, it, like, and all of that stuff costs money. All of that stuff adds to the cost. And if you're talking about a startup where all of their money came from Kickstarter and dudes, their parents... Then, then you're you're basically when they run out of Kickstarter money, it's over because the company that makes the case for them or whatever isn't going to mm. give them credit. So yeah, it's a it's a real it, like there's potential for heartache. I still think the potential for good dramatically outweighs that because if if you look at somebody who was starting a company and they spend six months building a, a prototype in their garage and then they want to productize that. The two routes right now are to go to the bank and get a loan, which is impossible. 
unless you have a lot of collateral. Uh, you can go to VCs and get a lot of money, but then they're going to want you to do things that, that productize that and make a shitload of money on it much, much faster than it's probably good for the long-term health of the product. And lawyers get involved. Yeah, and, and you're going to lose the, your part of it. So the people who make it are going to end up with I saw a small fraction. Network. Yeah, you know how it works. Or you can go to Kickstarter yeah, and hopefully raise though. enough money to, to, to uh, uh, struggle by and get the first product out. And then you actually have something that when you go to get VC money or get a loan, you can without having to give the company away. Wow. Kick, kickstart your company. Yeah, is, Kickstarter is, is, is making, a good thing. Is making a million dollars on Kickstarter now having the new, the new having a million uh, users on your social app? <laughs> like you go to your VC and like, I raised a million dollars on Kickstarter. Now give me $10 million. I think it. I, I think have a it million users yeah, I mean, on my but, on my but, service. But if you think about it, the beautiful thing about raising a million bucks on Kickstarter is it gives you startup. It gives you something to show, yeah. so that you don't have to give away eighty percent of your company in order to, to get ten million dollars. Anything of your company. Well, any. It, it depends on whether you can live on the one million dollars you get from Kickstarter. You need actually more to get going because a million dollars, if you have ten people working for you, isn't that much. It's true. It's maybe maybe nine months of ops of operations, maybe eight. So what's what's what Penny Arcade at? They're I mean they're going ad free for. The Penny Arcade you, thing is a little different. I mean, the Penny Arcade thing is is is, but they have to they have to basically support their their company of right, you know, 20, which they are supporting right now. So the with ads and and products. Well, but they're like I get why they're doing that. I mean, they could have built a service that does the exact same thing, but people are already using Kickstarter and there's already users there, and they they people already have their credit cards in Amazon. So why spend a lot of time and money developing something that replicates Kickstarter when you can just use Kickstarter and give them a small percentage of the take? Like they're using it as a service for collecting money in exchange for goods or services from people. And is that what Kickstarter is going to eventually become? Subscription service for websites? I mean, I think that, I think the, the the brilliant thing about Kickstarter <laughs> is it can is it can be any number of things. It, it's it's open ended. Kickstart my new business plan. It's it, receiving money for goods and services. It's as if yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay (laughs) that's what it is so ooyah coming out in march did you buy one norm no right i'm in touch with bucks i I, i'm low on the list it'd be too late i don't want to be low on the list you can pre-order now they have pre-orders still open on the site but the whole point of kickstarter is if you You get in early get in early then you get the first batch and it's that's really only when i would want it getting the first batch does not seem like a good thing to me because that means you also get the buggy fucked up ones yeah there was some support okay uh, Lenovo announced a Windows 8 Pro tablet. Uh, this is one of the first tablets that has been announced since the Microsoft Surface announcement. And we are getting close, dangerously close, to October 26th, uh, which happens to be the release date for Windows 8. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, although Wait, we will have Windows 8 in like Next week. month. Yeah, later this month. A week. I keep thinking it's July still. Um, and uh, Lenovo, I think we saw this tablet uh, when we met with Lenovo at CES. Uh, it's a 10.1 inch tablet, 1366 by 768, you know, touchscreen, um, with digitizer runs windows eight pro. And I, I think this is the kind of tablet if it can actually run fast and run programs fast and windows works, and right? Run, and windows is usable on with a touch real windows. Uh, then you can, it's the dream of docking a tablet, having, you know, HDMI out, plug it into a monitor, a real computer. And then we go home, take that computer with you and use it on the train. I don't know that that's my dream, but is it, is it, it was we, at one point. Is that what we saw with the docks and the, the Android? I think so. CES last year? I don't remember seeing the Lenovo one. I remember seeing the yoga. This is when you fell asleep. Oh, yeah. You what? fell asleep in the... You took, we, we went in to take remember the closed we door went, part we of the meeting. Remember, we went to CES, and it's some fun backstory. We went to CES, 
and Lenovo wasn't inside the main CS hall. They had the trailer outside next to the yeah. the uh, what was it the Giant storm chasers yeah. <laughs> storm chaser satellite stuff display because they used Lenovo laptops for a sponsor. And so we went inside the trailer. We got the product demo of all the stuff. So they had a big touchscreen computer that you can have you know ten t- fingers on it or multiple and multiple. They hands had the on it. they had the Android and TV from the Android Hong Kong. from from is China. that where the yoga the yoga yeah. foldable laptop was? So we got that that stuff and then we took our private meeting for the stuff that they had never not announced yet. And that's when you like just collapsed and took a nap. And some dude was <laughs> making fun of you. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. That's not fair. I mean, CES is a hard week for, especially for you guys. I was yeah. I just put down the equipment. I think I drank a cup of coffee and then just passed out on you the drank chair. Drank a cup of coffee and you passed out. And some dude was. <laughs> I like, remember waking up yeah. to some guy like yeah, saying and we, something. We came out and like you were sprawled back on the couch like this. <laughs> oh yeah. It was. It looked like a good nap. I was really jealous. I mean, but it's it's a that was at the end of a week of 20, 18, 20 hour days. Oh no, that, that dude who. who Gave you shit was an asshole. Yeah, yeah, like, he was wrong. You you find sleep when you when yeah. you can. Those Any opportunity. Uh, so this tablet will come out uh, around the end of October. Are you guys still excited about Windows Eight tablets? I'm excited to try one out. I'm excited about the Surface. I, I like well, yeah, the Surface looks neat. I guess. I don't know. I'm just I'm less excited the longer I wait to see them. I, if I would have been much more excited if that had come out after that press conference, we'd have one in our hands by now. Seems like. Um, I'm not excited to spend a thousand dollars. On, yeah, on, on a tablet that when I already have two tablets right now that I'm using regularly. Ours did a great story about something that actually happens to us all the time. Um, the pe- people are claiming copyright on NASA videos, so NASA videos are funded by the national f- federal government, which means they are automatically public domain, and theoretically anyone should be able to use them for whatever they want. So if we wanted to take curiosity clips and play them instead of this podcast with us talking, totally could do that. It's totally legal, hundred percent within our right. However, because of the way YouTube strikes on copyright stuff works, they, they, go, they go better than DMCA and they kind of proactively go out into the video streams and look for content that matches content other people have claimed as copyrighted. Which means when a news station posts their newscast and they use some of that NASA footage that they are legally entitled to use, the copyright detector software on YouTube sees that in every other video and says, oh, this content is owned by such and such news station. You are in violation, and we're going to put their ads on your video. Hmm. So what that means is if we do a curiosity video and some shitty news station in the Philippines claims copyright on that, they get the revenue from the ads that show on that video instead of us. And the only way you can get out of this is if you can test it, which takes up to a month. So it's bullshit. It's it's a load of crap. Um. Uh, ours did a good story about it. It's something literally I I do I deal with all the day because I always go through and contest those, and it happens to a lot of stuff that even uses royalty free music. So um, I guess yeah, it, was bef- I it was before you started really working all the time with us, but um, there were some royalty free tracks that always triggered it that we just stopped using because of uh, it, it was literally a news station in the Philippines uses them as part of their newscast that uses the same one. So everything we posted with that soundtrack would get the copyright thing, and they'd put ads up on it. It's like the video Copilot Pro scores that we use too. Yeah, so many other people use it. Epic Mealtime uses that exclusively, and yeah, and I mean stuff. everyone's it, bought. Top Chef related. uses some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they did a good story about I it. I can't wait till some big news organization uses the MakerBot music. Oh, that'd be yeah. the best. The best. Um, yeah, so that, that's a thing. Uh, it was a good story. It's on ours. If you search for uh, Curiosity YouTube videos, it pops right up. 
Wow. Uh, there's a video that just was posted of uh, an, a NASA test flight of a uh, new lander, a prototype lander called Morpheus. What, we, 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 the, oh, the, the one that landed four days ago isn't new enough for you, no, Chad? No, this one's 15 <laughs> minutes ago. A prototype Jeez. lander for future space missions. They did a $7 million lander they just tested today. Flew up about five feet and then flaps down and exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. A methane gas tank ignited a uh, liquid oxygen tank. Oops. Don't, don't put fire in liquid ox. Oops. Uh, Samsung versus Apple. This is a thing that's happening in San Jose right now. Right now, two weeks. We could go down and watch on. this, but it seems like it would be really super duper boring, so we're not going to talk about it for very you, long. You want to go to a courtroom and hear I, lawyers uh, talking about uh, rectangles? Yeah, it sounds And sounds smartphones. So Apple sued Samsung to the tune of $2.5 billion. With a B. Um, saying that Samsung's products, including many of their Galaxy smartphones and also their Galaxy tablets, especially the basically uh, are ripoffs of the Apple uh, iPhone and iPad. Design. and Design-wise, yes. It's a design patent. And Samsung sued back, saying that Apple, a lot of uh, technologies in uh, the uh, iOS products are uh, infringe on Samsung's patents. And so now they're in a heated uh, legal battle in yeah. San Jose, in Apple's home turf. And uh, it is uh, very interesting to follow along uh, because it has brought to light many of uh, in discovery, which is it's interesting to get highlights of. Sure, yes. Uh, in discovery, uh, lawyers are using this as an opportunity to basically spill all the design secrets of Apple's design process. Yeah, and all the prototype photos of the old iPhones and iPads. You got testimony from Johnny Ive, testimony from Phil Schiller. Um, test, they even brought Susan Kerr up, who was the Apple designer. The designer, icon designer? The icon designer. They wow. paid her $80,000, I think, wow. $550 an hour to, to go and be an expert witness to say that uh, the iconography in uh, Android OSs, basically, are a ripoff of iOS and that it is enough, sufficient enough. Uh, to confuse a layman, uh, a consumer. So this isn't physical design. This is both. Like it's both, both physical, physical design and interface. And yeah. interface. And kind of they're kind of using Samsung as a way to, to it's the entree uh, into to, Android. You know, to get into the the thermonuclear war mm. of uh, Android versus iOS. Well, because the thing is, if Samsung loses, then everybody else will settle out immediately. They have to, except for maybe Google. So what Go- would happen with my phone? <laughs> Um, well, your price still work. Yeah, but instead of having icons, you'd have to have just a word triangles. that says phone. You might have triangles. <laughs> right, no squares. Triangles. I'm all right with triangles. <laughs> so it's that. very interesting what the Samsung lawyers are bringing up. And you know, obviously they brought up, oh, ABC order uh, for listing of apps, which I hate in Android. Uh, like, that's a big difference. So they're trying to convince, and it is a lay, it's a jury. So it's in trial. There is a jury that will decide this. Uh, convince the jury that... Um, People picking up a Samsung phone, a layperson in a store, would not confuse that with an iPhone. I don't. I honestly like. I'm trying to see this from both sides, and it's really hard because I cannot dumb myself down enough to be able to confuse an uh, Android phone. Well, but if you look at, you didn't spend a lot of time with early TouchWiz. Early TouchWiz literally looks like somebody was given instructions to make knock off iOS and make it look slightly shittier. Right, and regardless of what the actual result is, if the intent is there, yeah, and emails that if they if. You know, emails come out that said Samsung designers just took iOS and ripped it off. Right? Uh, then they will have to. Because you, you think there's somebody claiming that you think there's somebody that heard a Zynga style exec <laughs> say. I mean, there's probably a smoking gun somewhere whether they can find it or not. 
determines depends. I so design patents are kind of weird. I don't. I don't. They're I'm not a patent law expert. Pa- design patents are handed out like candy, right? Uh, the, the but PTO, they're really the patent trademark office. They do not scrutinize everything. They no, can't. they give out the patents and then they let the courts figure it out. Right, which is a terrible, terrible system. You yes. think the jury has smartphones? Almost absolutely. Certainly. And I think the jury selection is the weirdest. And f- for this case, because you have to get people who are unbiased but informed, right, and and not idiots. And this is it's so subjective because the marketing for Samsung and Apple is everywhere. But I mean, the, so so I want to go back to the TouchWiz thing for me because we all know how I feel about TouchWiz. And the, how do you feel? About I do not TouchWiz? like TouchWiz. I thought it was always bad, and it has gotten better, but it is still not good. Um, like they they changed basic Android stuff in the old in Froyo and Gingerbread, the Android app tray, the one that has all the apps in alphabetical order, scrolled vertically. It didn't page right like Correct. iOS. Yes. So TouchWiz changed that to page by a horizontal scroll, just like iOS, like for no reason. It made it worse. Right, the vertical scroll is good. I don't like that on Jelly Bean either. Jelly Bean does the same I thing. I like the vertical scroll for the widgets or ice cream sandwich. Like, what are we using? Tabs. Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I like the vertical scroll. It's faster. You can get where you want. You, if it's alphabetized, you know exactly where you're going and there's no pauses while you change screens. Um, they made the the icons that didn't typically have borders, even the icons that were clipped so that they would just be floating icons, round shapes, un, unusual shapes. They put them on a on a on a square like jellied shell so they looked exactly like ios jeweled icons it was really really weird so samsung's argument is that this is naturally where the industry was going Uh, and that you know size and shapes of rectangles uh that the idea of having a a a phone without keyboard even though it has four you know four buttons on the bottom is a natural evolution of phone design. So let's talk about um, the other stuff that came out as a result of this. We saw a bunch of early iPhone prototypes, including ones that looked like they should have been in like Battlestar Galactica props with weird beveled hexagonal edges and stuff like that. Um, what was interesting, though, is we saw a lot of iPhone prototypes before that were mocked up before the first iPhone came out. That all the way kinda, back to 2001. That kind of looked yeah. like the current uh, Leica-esque four. Uh, iPhone 4 uh, shape with the metal band. Yeah. And so it's not like the metal band design came uh, after the 3G and the 3GS and iPhone 1 with the, the kind of silver border on the, on the top. Uh, they had that in the works, and then they found a way, found a, found a way to implement it. Um, the other stuff that was interesting was they talked about seven inch tablets. Some, oh yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs apparently, was despite not, exhortations to the contrary in public, he actually uh, considered seven inch tablets a viable product category. Yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise. Ten eggs, four eggs. Can't remember what we decided. Um, so yeah, that's happening right now. Uh, uh, the Verge has been doing a really good job with that coverage. I think that they're doing the best right now. Uh, so if you want to read more about that, go read those guys. There, they there have are people in, in the courtroom and they have live people, blogging. They have people who understand patents in there, which <laughs> is an important part of this uh, part of this uh, the thing. Neil is there, I think. I can't remember if he's there or not anymore. He might have left. He's a lawyer. He was a lawyer. Uh, iOS 6 hacks and, um, and news, YouTube. So it looks like Apple and Google are breaking up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so you know right now if you sure. buy an iPhone... Um, with iOS 5 on it, there are a bunch of default apps such as stocks and weather, which pull data from Yahoo because uh, who doesn't want Yahoo weather? Yahoo weather is great. Yahoo finance is good. Yeah. Yes. Yahoo sports is Yahoo sports is my favorite sports site. 
and, and yet there is no, well, I guess there will be sports in iOS 6 uh, with Siri. Uh, Maps was provided by Google, but yeah. no, will no longer be so. TomTom Tom now. Um, uh, after iOS 6. And the YouTube app, which was actually the mysterious, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, six app. Um, Added you know, to the one, OS? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I, tenth, was it the tenth app? When, when the first iPhone came out, there was a mysterious icon that no one knew what it was, and it turned out to be YouTube. Ah. Uh, and I actually love the YouTube app on iOS. I think it's the best implementation of YouTube anywhere, uh, desktop, browser, or otherwise. Uh, no longer will be included with iOS 6, I think, it seems. I think that this is interesting because it gives Google opportunity to develop their own YouTube app. and th- Which they said they will. And their, their, their iOS With apps. ads. Oh, you. Mm. Their iOS apps have been pretty good for the most part. They just also added Google Search. Voice search to the, or it may not be out yet, but it's coming very soon to the uh, Google app for iOS too. So you get the same kind of voice search that you get on Jelly on uh, Jelly Bean, which is good. So who develops the YouTube app app for for iOS and right Android? Now? Yeah, YouTube. Google. Google does. Yeah, Google makes yeah. it and gives to Apple, and they bundle in iOS, okay, but it will so no they... longer be that the case in iOS six. No, no, no. Apple develops it right now. Apple the YouTube makes... the YouTube app in iOS is developed by Apple. Oh, no wonder it's so good. Who's it by yeah. Android? Google. Okay. They look yeah. very different. So this will look that will look eventually like mine. Maybe. Yeah. All right. That new uh, new type of Chrome. Um, you know the big problem I have with a lot of the Google developed apps is that you lose. And the reason I like a lot of the other the other apps on iOS especially is that the Google apps tend to not duplicate all the functionality you get on a browser. So like there's still stuff you have to go back to a browser to do, which inevitably is the thing that I need to do from the app when I'm like, using the like app. What? Uh, well, like none of the none of the chat content owner stuff is available in. Uh, That's very, very I know it's a, case, well, but kind of yes, but kind of no. There's millions and millions of minutes of video uploaded to YouTube every every hour. I think there should be a separate app for YouTube uploading. Fair and enough. YouTube management. I can manage our stuff. Yeah, see, we can on iOS, but that's an Apple app. Uh, Google Plus, there's a ton of stuff you can only do from the web browser. You can't do from the app, which is frustrating. Um, for people I, who use Google Plus, for the five people who are using Google Plus, <laughs> yes, I know. But I mean, I think my feeling about that is that a lot of people would probably, a lot more people would probably be using the Google Plus stuff if that that stuff worked. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the extended home screen. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, people who have iOS 6, iOS 6 right now hmm. have gone into the code and have changed the dimensions of the, the home screen. And when they set it to a specific resolution, I believe it's 1136 by 640, which was the rumored new resolution of the new iPhone, widescreen iPhone, taller four-inch iPhone. Uh-huh. Uh, it perfectly adds a fifth row of icons on the home screen. Oh, so you're, this is for theoretical new hardware? This is for theoretical new screen. Okay. So iOS 6... The way it works right now can support a four-inch four uh, iPhone screen. There are five the rows. Expected same width, six, 640 pixels wide, but a weird 1136 pixels tall. It's going to dramatically change the way they build apps. Um, new Google search. I don't know what the story is. You put this one on here. Uh, Google I have no segue. I'm sorry. Wow. Let me open, open my Wow, this notes. is, yeah. Take your time there, Chan. Yeah, um, new Google search. Google's doing a lot of a, a bunch of voice search stuff, semantic voice search. So uh, they're going to let you talk to your phone naturally. I like, like that. Siri, but actually ask real questions. It's kind of stuff we've seen in Google now. Um, I love the Google. I love the 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 Nexus Seven uh, Google Now voice search, where you just swipe up on the on the center and you say Google, 
And then it says, and it looks, and it's like, oh, are you ready to talk? And and you say, do you know, did the Giants win last night? And it says, do you mean the San Francisco Giants or the New York Giants? And then you say the San Francisco Giants. It says, I don't know what you're talking about. Please ask again. <laughs> is it seasonal? Is it no that the, the Jets know. are not, or the Giants are no, not? No, by default, it goes to the New York Giants because they are alphabetically uh, first. I should know that it's baseball yeah. season. So it's, it's the same kind of thing that Google's able to do this because they have so much search data. So when people type, you know, it's not only location data, so one, it knows, you know, when you search on your computer, it knows you're in San Francisco. It knows you're downtown. So when you type something Well, and like, it knows all the things you've ever searched. And it knows not only everything you've ever searched, but everything that everyone in your area has also searched and has that on some crazy knowledge graph. So when you type something like Dark Knight Rises, it'll assume that you want movie showtimes and it'll kind of list movie showtimes. You don't even have to start, like, you know, when is Dark Knight Rises playing tonight? Or even when you do that, it'll kind of know. And that is part of their magic and they're kind of tying that to voice search so it can understand the intent of the things you're asking. Yeah. And cater to that. I find that the results for that are frequently interesting and they usually are very telling. So like when you type in, when you ask a question and you get to the thing that you're asking the question about, after that it usually pops up with the other similar questions and there's five or ten of them sometimes. And and it, usually it's like if you search for a celebrity, number one or number three is always is this person gay? Like real near the top, and then it's well, like who their significant other is, yeah, who they're married to, or it's it gives a grim glimpse into the psyche of America. <laughs> I guess is is what my the best thing, is. have you ever visited the Google office? No, um, in Mountain. You have to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you're talking about the map, or in their lobbies, they have big projectors on the, yes. or big TV screens, and they have real time searches being shown. You can people glimpse. searching all over. I think they filter out the. Porn. The adult stuff because uh, that I think would take up a lot of it. Safe but searches it, it, on. It's not like perfectly real time because they do. I think they just pull out intervals, but you get a sampling of what people are searching for in it's, real time. It's like looking at the it's matrix. Terrifying. It's like looking it's at the matrix. A lot of name questions. This is where this is at, 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 the, at, at the headquarters. Yeah. Wow. At the Goog. Um, Marissa, Marissa Meyer, formerly of Google, now the CEO of Yahoo. Oh, perfect opportunity for a segue there. Wants to focus. That's what I just did. No, it's just <laughs> perfect opportunity for a good segue. Do, do your good segue then, Chan. So uh, Google uh, Search is a pro, uh, one of their best products, and one of the people who worked on Search was Marissa Meyer, who now is, as of three weeks ago, CEO of Yahoo. Nice. And bring over her product emphasis over to Yahoo has implemented a few changes, uh, even though uh, she's in the middle of her first pregnancy. Hmm. Um, and she's committed to working through the pregnancy, of course. Uh, Marissa Meyer uh, made a couple changes. First of all, offering free lunch to Yahooers. Yahoos. Yahoo! Yahoo's now get free free uh, there's, coffee. There's a rumor she wants to take the exclamation point off of Yahoo. I that, think that's that a good idea. Incredible. Uh, I think she should bring back the famous Yahoo billboard uh, outside San Francisco, on the on the wall, off the, on the freeway, off the freeway, yeah, the okay va- vacancy that. Yahoo sign. I, I love that sign; it's very iconic. Um, but uh, emphasizing products over users, uh, specifically users, and the way users use products over uh, services and ad deals and stuff. So the previous two CEOs of Yahoo, one who was the interim CEO, tried to uh, bring Yahoo back into relevance by selling off ad deals and doing yeah. crazy partnerships my, getting bought by Microsoft data. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marissa Meyer says none of that we're going to develop new products things and, that people want to use and get people who are already using Yahoo products such as Yahoo Mail to stop leaving 
uh, and Yahoo News and Yahoo Sports to stop leaving and to uh, get them back into the fold. See, this is the thing I love to hear. When CEOs start talking about this, it gets exciting because instead of trying to squeeze more blood from the turnip they have, they're trying to make more turnips. More turnips and delicious turnips. More turnips is a good mm, thing. They're going to give Emberry. Do you like turnips? To, I don't know what a turnip tastes like off the top of my head. They're very kind of... Uh, like the Potatoey, right? Starchy. No, no, no. They're they're uh, tangy. I would say almost. Really? Yeah. They have a real bite. They, they're they're like a little acidic. They have, I don't know. It's an unusual flavor. It's a very the specific is flavor. No. Is like taro? Uh, I've never had raw taro. I've only had cooked taro. Hmm. Um, but raw turnips, like we used to soak them in ice water when I was a kid, and so they get cold, and then you bite it into, and a then you just bite a raw turnip. That sounds it's like delicious. Something. I'll bring some in. We'll have turnips. Someone who lived on a farm. Well, we do. did grow turnips. <laughs> lived on a turnip farm, I guess. It's taking a weird turn to see where we've been freeze, going. Joey. Freeze turnip. No, you don't freeze it. Or you dip you it in, put ice in ice water. water. Did you never do the thing and where you, you put a little bite bit? a turnip after taking it out of ice water? You slice up the turnip, put the chunks in the ice water so they get nice and cool. It's a refreshing it, treat. What is the color of like turnip juice? It's just white. Turnips are white. So blood of a turnip is like white. The the reason you say blood from a turnip is it's impossible because turnips don't have blood. Challenge accepted. You can't juice a turnip. Can are you sure? Mm. This is an interesting. This is this, we, oh. we have everything we need to test yes. this. Okay, mental bookmark. High speed camera. <laughs> mental bookmark. High speed camera with a juicer. Blood from a turnip, Norm. Let's see if we can get blood from a turnip. Uh, yeah. What so, that would taste like? So delicious blood from a turnip. <laughs> Did you ever do the thing with cucumbers where you slice them long ways and you put them in a little bit of vinegary ice water? No. And then uh, you get it's like a refreshing treat. It's a snack. A hot summer afternoon snack. I've like, I've like, I've like that dug was less awesome, the water out of a cucumber for like cocktails and stuff. You, you, you cucumber yeah, juice? All that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A shaker. Um, speaking of hot, it's hot as shit in America right now. Uh, we had in July, yeah, the hottest July I think ever in recorded history. You, you, we as average. an America, not in we San Francisco. as in America. So I've been just letting you know, know there's a whole uh, spectrum of like, like uh, what's average and what's high temperature. And I think uh, we are in. If you look at a map of America in July, it's all in the red, except for California, Woo! which we had above average rain and cold ass <laughs> cold San yeah. Francisco coastal fog. Love it. Where last week it was raining. It rained last week. Did it ice, really? Like it was foggy. Yeah. And you in the Richmond. It was like drizzling and freezing. Oh, right. It did rain last week. And California, including Death Valley, which had the highest temperatures in America, period. Even factoring that in, we had, I think, our like 64th warmest month. That's crazy. So the rest of America is, is dying. Boiling. Hot as hell. And <laughs> boiling. Drought. Yeah, there's food a, prices, fruit prices are skyrocketing. It's because, all over because of drought. The corn can't grow. King what? corn is corn is is oh. suffering. Yeah, it's, and, it's and yet in California, cold as hell. Cold as hell. Um, hmm. No, but but still, like forty percent of Americans don't believe that we have. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into that. It's too big a topic for right now. <laughs> we're out, we're running low on time. There's a massive fire in uh, Richmond. The, yeah, the the was it? Yeah, Richmond, the no, city, no, the or city, Richmond, the, the city. Okay. Not, not not in your neighborhood, but Joey, Richmond, your house is burned down. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, the Chevron refinery in Richmond uh, erupted into flames. Do they know what caused uh, it yet? I do not know what caused it yet, but all our gas prices are going to go up as a result of that, uh, because it turns out all our oil from all our gas is actually locally refined within mm, the borders really? of California. 
Uh, it's it, it was interesting because the plume of smoke that came out of the Chevron refinery uh, was visible from like San Francisco and all over the bay. It basically went from San Francisco went up a few uh, from Richmond went up a few thousand feet and then blew down toward Hayward. Uh-oh. So there was like a big black cloud black. over all of. Man. Of course, I was in Pacifica, so I was fogged in and I couldn't see anything. But yeah, real bad. Everybody in Richmond had to stay inside because it was it was dangerous outside. Don't breathe the air, they said. Um. I have on the list Olympics. Because it's all caps with a period. Which is, so is that like Olympics or is it? Is, 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 it, is that yeah. is that Olympics. Olympics? Olympics. This is when I miss cable. I haven't been able to really keep up. Wait, you don't need cable for Olympics. Yeah, you do. Why? Because the NBC stuff is terrible, and I mean, you can't watch the you can't watch it. Wait, on wait, the I don't have any channels. You don't have any channels? No, I have. You, you know, you can, if you have an antenna, you uh, over the air, you get NBC and Fox and. I tried plugging like we have the you know just the cable. Outlet. No, no, you need an antenna. That, that works too sometimes. No, I, I no, couldn't no. get any channels on that. You, you need an antenna. Uh, I just need it for... It costs like $8. Some, some, how far are we in? Are we almost done with this? It's done on Sunday or something. It's it's two weeks. Two weeks. We're into the second week now. Has it been cool? Tell me about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot... So far, all I've seen really is beach volleyball. Women's beach volleyball. Women's beach volleyball is on you all know, the they time. they don't have to wear bikinis anymore. They, they, they do they, by choice now. They do only by choice. By choice. Uh, who's in, in the male division? Is, is this still? I haven't seen any dude beach volleyball. I, 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 have buddy, beach I have a buddy who's in London right now, and he all he attended was the beach volleyball stuff. That's it, all I got tickets for. It's it's like so. The first week is all swimming, gymnastics, and beach volleyball. The second week so far has been a little bit of track and field, and then a shitload of beach volleyball. Every time I turn on the fucking TV, it's more <laughs> beach volleyball. And then sometimes just to mix it up, they do indoor ladies volleyball. Women's volleyball, whatever. That I don't one's know. all right. No, I for the beach one. I've seen so much volleyball in the last two weeks. I <laughs> never want to see volleyball again. Well, Destiny Hooker is one of the greatest names of all time, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, Phelps, Phelps isn't doing that great. No, he? that's he's all done. done. He's retired. Yeah, he's, he's out. retired now. He's, he won. He's the most celebrated Olympian in history. He's the most deco- tw- the most deco- medaled, med- medallioned, yeah. bedazzled. Uh, 22 medals, I believe. Kids of which like, like eighteen old, of 20, which are are gold. He's twenty seven years old. Twenty seven. Wow. Yeah. When they asked him what he was going to do next, like you could you, you could almost see him thinking his head. Should I say I'm going to go to the Olympic Village <laughs> and have a bong rip, or you know, they stay out of the water? Yeah. I do. I want to know what happens in the Olympic Village. Oh, it's you've read the stories. I've, I've read the stories. Massive condoms. Thousand condoms. <laughs> I want to know what happens. One hundred thousand condoms. No way. That is how many they used to only get eighty thousand condoms in the Olympic Village, but they had to up it after Sydney. You want to know what happens there? Oh, you can't wait. I, wait, 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 I, I can get wait, you wait. VHS tapes that'll show you exactly what's going on. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it's be just, more descriptive. There was a story on ESPN.com. Wait, who, who provides the hundred thousand? The Olympic Committee. Yeah, they just have like it, well, it's see, like think McDonald's. About it. No, no, and like the Trojan store or what? Think, think about it, Norm. These are people. They're in peak physical condition, right? What they about train the- twenty hours a day, eighteen hours a day for four years. They don't go out. They don't watch TV. They don't have friends. They don't have social lives. They come to the Olympics. They compete like hell for and, four and, days. And you have something in common. With all, like you yeah. break the ice easily. What sport yeah. you playing? Hey, what's yeah. going on? Like, it's not, like you all have a thing in common. Yeah. And they go to, they all talk. go to the McDonald's and that's where... And they're all super deprived. Yep. And then they go there and it's Olympians gone wild. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they're kids Ryan there. Lochte there said... There kids there. Ryan... No, the kids... The people underage are in a different area with chaperones. Okay. There's no okay, chaperones yes. in the Olympic Village. How do they... So, they just block off a, a series of apartments for this? No, they build, they build a whole... They build it. Build a little yeah, compound? It's to hold a shitload of people. So Why like, is this not the plot of, like, the next Vince Vaughn movie? Is the Olympian, some, like it's his, it's his, <laughs> it is totally a Vince Vaughn movie. Right. He his goal is in to the Olympic. No, 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 like, no. It's some crazy like <laughs> Ben Stiller or or what's Listen, his name Owen Wilson plot. I've got to it. get into the Olympic Village. <laughs> they want to get into the Olympic Village, so they f- find the easiest sport to get into. Yeah, it's like the South Park Cartman thing. Yeah, except for Special Olympics, and then and then they can have a Paralympics thing in there. Yeah. And, so, so they build the compound. Did the Special Olympics have a village? No. Special <laughs> no, Olympics, don't they don't. Special. <laughs> How Joey, much condoms? Joey, no. no. Joey, 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 no. Joey, no. All right, no. this is back to the... Uh... No. Wait, so... They build well, a compound. It's, it's not like affordable housing for low-income people wow, in Atlanta. Is this... Uh, you guys ever seen I want to hear the movie? stats. There's, there's, there's an opportunity for infographics here. <laughs> you guys ever see Munich? Yeah, is I this that whole beginning Munich. scene where they're kind of running through? Yeah, hop over the fence. I have no idea what you're talking about. Huh. Probably. I think, they, I think that first part of that. That may be because they may, the the building of the Olympic Village compound for athletes may be a result of Munich because that's one of the reasons they're so crazy about security mm, in, yeah. in Olympics now. Um, it's like the island, except for they're not dumb. Because in the island they were all a little bit guess, in, yeah. engineered to be dumb. Yes. Yeah, except one of every uh, like ten or so. Right. Um, Ironically, wow. the Scarlett so, Johansons. No, Sorry. she was she was a dumb one. Oh, she was a dumb. Yeah, who was uh, smart? It was uh, Ethan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Okay, he's the um, one that figured it all out, but he was kind of yeah, dumb, right? The, the, They're more naive. The, more the Neelix. Yeah. Neelix in that movie was was not dumb. Okay, um, so so yeah, it's basically once they finish with their competition, the people who compete in the first week. Oh, they're the easiest. It's like finals week. Right. So they, they, they finish like their finals, finals early college, right? and everybody they goes fucking crazy. Yeah. Ryan Lochte said in public in an interview that he fucked up in Beijing because he went into that Olympics with a girlfriend and he was not doing that this time. <laughs> he cut the girlfriend loose before the Olympics. That's a terrible, terrible thing to say. Well, he's, he's kind of a D-bag. Wow. Yeah. I wonder how many Olympic Village babies are there. Well, that, that's why they have the 100,000 condoms, June. <laughs> yeah, but... And 98% chance, 99% chance of success. 98% chance, how many? Uh, that means that there should be a thousand I'm babies I'm sure there out are there. some Olympic village babies. Blows my mind. Yeah. I'm curious to see like, the, 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 the social like, demeanor, yeah. like, just the way they... Well, the language the way A lot of people yeah. don't speak the and same what, language. And what about the people who yeah. like, are in the Olympics who you know, aren't in the, the purely physical... Olympics, like the you know, the the <laughs> archery dude, <laughs> the archery. Have you ever shot a bow and arrow? That's you got to be strong. Maybe it's a really strong, like one arm oh or my something. God. You're you are so, those people. Uh, the archery guys are going to come after you, Chad. Or really good eyes. Oh, right. Archery's hard. Right, like archery is difficult. Is, is there like you know? Oh man, those, those fucking swimmer dudes. No, no. See, the thing is, it's the college finals problem. Because what's going to happen is, if if you're like a track and field guy, and your room is next to a bunch of fucking swimmers, their stuff finished three days ago. Your stuff is just starting to crank up. So, so like you have a real problem if they're out throwing down until three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Like it, it, it's it's a it's a death march. Also, like a lot of camp. these a lot of these like training, uh, like training coming down to the last few days. Like you're supposed to not. Not do anything do any yeah, yeah. Like i've heard i've heard of coaches guarding doors to these apartments yeah wow. well, to it, not make, make sure that and and they're all on like high calorie diets so they have tons of energy and stuff like like it is like you think about it 
It's it's amazing. Is is there like a like a Vanity Fair article about this? Like there was an ESPN article, and I think that there was a New York article or Atlantic. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll dig up the links when we're so, done. So you're saying there's a forty thousand word article about this? Yeah, you, you there's a long read about the 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 sex life of Olympians, basically. M- movie. Yeah, movie idea. <laughs> the movie is that Vince Vaughn and 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 Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson Vince take Vaughn, up curling. Kevin they build James. a curling team. It's dodgeball, where the goal is to get to the Olympics so yes. they can all get laid in the Olympic Village a lot. And, and then they get there and they're they're, they're everybody mocks them because so it's, it's curling. It's, it's cool runnings. Yeah, plus wedding crashers, plus dodgeball, plus dodgeball. Oh my plus god, plus hall pass. I'm cutting this part out of the podcast. Plus, plus uh, what's hall uh, pass? Hall pass is uh, the one where they get permission to go up for a week oh, and they right, can't right. get laid because they're yeah, because they're plus, plus couples retreat, plus blades of glory. What was blades of glory? That's the blades uh, of glory. Yeah. The John Heater, Will Ferrell, oh, ice right, skating, right. Olympic ice skating. Movie. Should it be plus blades of glory, plus cutting edge, topic, nah. plus Point Break. Oh, yeah, because masks. I have a Nixon mask. I found a Nixon mask when I cleaned out my garage this week. <laughs> and I guess plus Munich somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. Just add a little bit of darkness. Oh to my it. god. Okay, I'm moving on. App.net. This is a new thing. It's a Kickstarter. No, it's, it's not Kickstarter. Yeah, it is. Nope. Nope. Oh no, no. They did their own Kickstarter. They did their own thing. So they need to raise five hundred thousand dollars. It's a, a Twitter. Uh, it's like it's like the alternative. Open, what's what was the other thing? The were, the Facebook. The the open source Facebook that never went anywhere. Uh, dis, 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 not dystopia, dis, oh, hell, doesn't matter. Uh, it means spreading out. Dalton Caldwell, I think the guy's name is, uh, developer. Okay. Um, it's a weird name. He, uh, he was one who wrote that big post, uh, open letter to Mark Zuckerberg about their terrible practices and how they scare developers away. Yeah. Uh, with intimidation. Yeah. Uh, he's been working on app.net for a while uh, and basically started the idea of an open source uh, kind of social network that uh, does not use advertising and it's, it's kind of gets money from the users, all good faith and goodwill, um, and has a lot of very well-known supporters, uh, pundits in, in technology. Yeah. Uh, but to support it right now, you need to pay $50 to reserve your name. Uh, I'm not going to pay fifty dollars. So I got I got to the point where it says, "Hey, do you do you want to have your Twitter name? And is you know what name would you want? And is this your Twitter name?" I was like, "Oh yeah." So I do kind of want my Twitter name. So we could all be regretting this and three, three years later when this is like the next hot thing, and we did not pony up the fifty dollars. Well, so what happened? Well, because the thing, idea is it's subscription driven. Instead of ad driven, you pay money and and you get high level services that aren't available from Twitter. So like metrics and analysis and all that kind of stuff. I got to the point where you type in your credit card. I was like, wait, this is the stupidest thing I could ever spend $50 on. I should just go take this $50 and flush it down the toilet instead of sign up for this service. So I didn't. I feel pretty good about that. I, I have no regrets. Because I don't think that... Twitter all the way. I don't think that... I, I don't think we're in a MySpace Facebook situation where, where one of the services is so shitty. And I don't think the Twitter people while they are trying to monetize really hard, are dumb enough to fuck up Twitter so bad that, that you're not going to want to use Twitter anymore. I, I think that I, they have typically done a pretty good job of not messing up Twitter. The only thing that scares me about Twitter right now is that they're trying to make it one size fits all by limiting the ability of other people to build uh, uh, Twitter uh, apps and things like that. Like If they homogenize it too much, it could end up being kind of bad. But I, I feel like that'll work itself out. That seems cyclical to me. Okay. I don't like app.net. How do you guys feel about app.net? I have not paid either. Yeah. I am I am afraid that Twitter will collapse under its own weight eventually. 
I think users will revolt or they'll run out of money and they won't find a way to well, they make, support they, it. They, they have revenue. It's not, Fair, uh, not, not great. Okay, revenue. okay. Hmm. Uh, new Nikon Mirrorless. There's actually a really good uh, okay. analogy, I think, uh, in the... Uh, I think Dylan Caldwell wrote a blog post about uh, the problem with Twitter and Facebook and stuff. It's that, okay, imagine I have a hot dog store. Would you like to invest in my hot dog store? And, I, like, uh, I like hot dogs. Hot dog store? Really gross, fat hot dogs? Hot dogs are delicious. But, they chili and mustard and onions? Uh, pretty, that's the only crappy, way you should eat crappy a hot dog. Costco hot dogs. Ew. Are they red or but are they pink? If you invest in my hot dog store yeah. and sign up to, to buy hot dogs, I promise you, I have someone in the back right now in the back room who's working on a machine that'll turn hot dogs into caviar. Okay, like the caviar. Like little balls of yeah. hot dog? Yeah. Uh, caviar. caviar hot dogs. And despite every other big company in Silicon Valley, Having a working on are you going to hot dogs up, to caviar machines <laughs> for the past ten years and yeah. no one been able to do it? Trust me, my guys can do it. We figured out a way to turn hot dogs. So we'll, it's we'll an alchemy there. thing, is what he's saying. Huh. And hot dog basically, alchemy. no, the story is no one has got advertising in these social networks to work. Well, so so I mean that's the fundamental problem. It's all hot dogs. This is there's no caviar. The reason Amazon everybody loves Amazon's customer service is because their customer is the customer. The reason nobody loves Facebook is because their customer is the advertiser. You're just the thing that they're selling. So eventually Twitter's going to charge. I, I would happily pay 20, or 20, 30, $40 a year for Twitter to get real analytics. To know what people click on and to know what people like, to know the things that, they, that I do that they like and the things that I don't. There are 44,000 people-ish that follow me on Twitter for some reason that is a little bit difficult to understand. And... Like I don't know what they like and what I have no way of knowing really what they like and what they don't like. That's like, like clout doesn't tell you that. All clout tells you is how big your e-peen is, right? <laughs> the, how big is your e-peen? I don't know. I turned off clout a year ago. Um, 82. 88. Thank you very much. Was where <laughs> I went out. Um, the, the, the thing that Gina Trapani did, the think up, kind of gets close to that, but they don't have access to the data at a level low enough to actually tell you what people are clicking on and what they aren't clicking on. So yeah, if I could get that from Twitter for a reasonable price, I would totally do that because that, I think that would let me make a more interesting Twitter account, which, is, which should be the goal, right? The goal isn't to know how awesome I am or how, how, how much people like me. The goal is to know whether I'm making good content or bad content and how to make more good content and less bad content. If you're tweeting for if, you, if you're not somebody who follows for like news. Yeah, if you're, or not, if you're just a follower, who cares? Because yeah. then you know, you're, it's all about discovery and all that. Like I don't – services like that don't – services like Twitter should be structured in such a way that they don't need to make money from more than 1% or 2% of users. So oh, if, you can't have cl- class separation. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Like if you're selling, if you're charging for analytics, I mean, yeah. which is totally fine for people who want it. If you can get one percent of people to buy analytics, think, they should be able to make money. It's gonna be enough, and I don't think you're gonna get one percent of people. To well, then multiple services, multiple things. So you you're know. saying like a tiered, like if you were somebody who wanted that analytics, and yeah. other people just want to, then they get the same service they they've always had. The problem is Twitter's not that goodwill. The problem is Twitter needs to have figure out things that they can layer on top of the existing service to charge and, for, and, and not, not charge for existing things. Sure. Because if they charge you 50 cents a retweet, that would be ridiculous. Right? I mean, they, they can't do that, that kind of thing. If they charge for access, if they, I would pay them for access to a high-powered, to a Hootsuite-style client. Lots of people do that now already. Like, lots of brand people. I wonder if Michael Phelps wears all 22 of his medals when he walks around the Olympic Village. When he wants to get laid? <laughs> 22 medals hey, right here. 22. Or, 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 uh, or like hands him out like roses on The Bachelor. 
Did you? Did you <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Did you see that he's wearing Soul Republic headphones? Oh my god! Really? How much did they pay for that? Oh my goodness! How much is Michael Phelps getting for his Soul Republic? Because if you think about it, that's the only product placement that they could get at the Olympics is the swimmers standing before the warm up, getting like pumped up to swim, <laughs> and they have those big ass, super iconic design with Soul Republic in huge letters across the top. They don't paint bodies like they do at the boxing no. used to do, no. right? No. no. Paint bodies? They used to like tattoo, like fake tattoos on really? boxers for advertisements. Yeah. They use their what? bodies as billboards. Well, you know, like, what's her name? Uh, Carrie, Carrie Walsh wears uh, the K-tape. Yeah. The I guess stuff crazy, like that. Crazy, you know, thermic tape. But that's because, that's you know, they've been doing this for 12 years. A um, couple other things. Nikon has a new mirrorless coming out. The J2, it's 550 bucks. Norm, is, or should we be excited or is it going to be another nope. Nikon 1? It's Nikon J1, but J2. It's 500 bucks is cheap. That is cheap. Uh, I think that uh, that sensor size is too small to be worth investing in a new um, a new mount. Does it, uses a, it uses a new mount, right? It uses okay. the Nikon 1 mount. That's no good. Uh, at that point, uh, look into getting the Sony RX100, which we hopefully will be getting in soon. Um, the Photokina rumor roundup. Um... I wish I was going to Photokina. It's happening in September. What's the, Photokina? Photokina is a massive photography convention conference. It's like Gamescom, but for, for photos. For, for photos. It's like NAB. You should go to so that. it is in Germany. That's uh, why it's like Gamescom. Um, is this in September? It's in September. September is really busy. It's in the week before we we fly out. Okay, <laughs> so it's not happening. Uh, Maybe but next year. A ton of shit's gonna be announced there, including uh, new Sony NEX cameras, okay. possibly Sony NEX five F. And a, a six, another one. Wow. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Some uh, new uh, F is below N. I think F is the follow up. I don't know why. Okay, their naming scheme doesn't make any sense uh, at this all. This is all this is all rumors. Okay, um, and uh, new full frame cameras, medium format cameras. Nikon very likely will have a full frame camera, the D six hundred out. I like that, uh, we've already seen pictures of that. And then Canon, uh, it's been largely rumored to have a full frame entry level camera. $2,000, which I will look at. Wow. Cool. Um, you know, we talked about, somebody asked us about cameras this morning on Twitter. Yes. Uh, he said he couldn't find the, the Sony NEX C3 or the, or the F3 in stores. Yes. And wondered if it was worth paying 100 bucks more for the 5N, which is what I did in May when I needed a camera and I was getting ready to go on a trip and the 5, F3 wasn't available yet. I think that there are some products that are worth waiting for things that see frequent upgrades and that you're, you know, you, you're going to be updating firmware on and stuff like that. And you want to have long-term support on. And then there are other things that it kind of doesn't matter so much. And I think cameras fall into the kind of doesn't matter so much category because it's not like they're going to add new functionality yeah, to that. Will. Not really. If they add a line in, that's a big okay. thing. If they add hardware, if they add that, but I'm, I'm saying you're not going to be out of support three months. Oh no, it's not about support. It's, it's not like, like it's not like near uh, end of product yeah. life cycle. Why wait? Or why why not wait a month and then get something and and get well if you're going someplace that you want to have good pictures now then you want to have good pictures that now was, that was not the point the question though yeah. I I think I think that in cameras it matters much less than on uh, Will you did not make a bad decision buying your five I'm not this isn't a cognitive dissonance thing this isn't me attaching value to it what I'm saying is so you're saying like technology and cameras are what yeah what I'm saying is the point where it has like a yeah if you buy if you bought an iPad three a week before the iPad 4 comes out, then you're going to have one less year of support on the OS side than if you had waited a week. If you buy a 5N a week before the 5N successor comes out, 
it doesn't matter because that camera's still going to take pictures the whole way through. Well, the iPad and it's not like you get continued support. I mean, uh, you're just talking about products get firm. I'm just, well, if you products don't get updates, period. If you get if you don't get iOS seven, but you get iOS six and iOS five, you're bummed out. There's Why no, are you bummed out? Because you want the new shit. Okay, so I also want the new shit with the new camera. Yeah, but it's <laughs> cameras don't the new shit that they add to cameras is largely irrelevant. Irre, Unless if, the new shit is not largely irrelevant. Are they changing sensor size? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. So why not wait a month? I'm just saying. I don't think cameras are something you need to like. I don't, I don't think camp the upgrade for. Yeah, same thing for you. But I would not hesitate to buy a Kindle now, even though likely they will announce new models. I, in I November. think it's the same. Same with tablet. I think it's the same with all technology. If you're near the end of life cycle, wait. Wait a month. Hmm. I disagree. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we've been testing. I need to get the music queued up before I say that next time. I cleaned my garage this weekend. I'm out of ribbons to give out. Like I can put on my pants ribbons. <laughs> I, I cleaned my garage. What'd you find? So when we moved into this house, we moved from a much bigger apartment into the house. So when we had a bunch of shit that wouldn't fit in the house, we just put it in the garage. Because I had never had a garage before that wasn't like shared communal space for everybody else in the building, even when I was a kid. And I hadn't really, I didn't realize what a colossal mistake that was. <laughs> like, if you just put stuff in there and let it build up over, say, five years, it becomes a really, really big mess. Did you store any couches in your garage? I didn't store couches, but I had an old rear projection 55 inch TV, oh. CRT. I had uh, two amplifiers, like two generations back. I had a 5.1 Dolby Digital one and a ProLogic one back there. I had two DVD players, a standalone Blu-ray player, a 14 gigabyte TiVo first generation. I found my space orb. Did you do- donate all this? Stuff Are you at a point people? where you can just you can? I got rid of everything. You can just throw away a DVD player. Not and I not threw care. it away and didn't look back. The only what? the only electronics I kept, I kept the VHS player, dude. Goodwill and Salvation Army don't take DVD players anymore. I'm sure, if you said Craigslist. I don't. I don't want. No, you can't do. You can't say, "Hey, there's free stuff on Craigslist," because then people come up and trip and fall and hurt themselves on your property and sue you. <laughs> sidewalk. And also, I don't want to. Sidewalk is littering. So I went. We had e waste cleanup this weekend. And she just threw it all away. And I put it all in the back of the escape. Two loads. Took all the e waste. Gave it to that guy. When I pulled up the first time, the guy said, "Oh my." <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was fun. And then we had dudes come on Sunday morning and took all the boxes and all the trash and took it to the dump because we could pay them a hundred bucks more than it took to throw it out ourselves. And that was worth not going and having to stand in trash at the dump to me. Um, so yeah, I don't like that. Disposing of stuff costs is so inconvenient to throw things to, to get rid of boxes and styrofoam and stuff. Styrofoam is the hard part. Styrofoam is the hardest thing to get rid of. So big. Yeah. So awkward. Well, you know, packing peanuts, you can pour acetone on and they dissolve. They also release super toxic fumes really? when you do that. Uh, yeah. So you have like, to do like, it outside. I'm not do it. <laughs> like, don't, don't breathe when you're doing that. Mm. Do it outside. Joey, mental note. What? Acetone on packing peanuts. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Acetone. Uh, on oh, okay. Yeah. Acetone yeah. on. on we can acetone. just try acetone. Breaking have, bad. Yeah. Breaking bad. Uh, I have a bad acetone. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, yeah, cleaning the garage. Don't, don't let that shit build up. Don't, don't pack, don't, I went in there a few weeks ago and I was like, Gina, I think we might be hoarders. Is this the first time you've purged in a while? 
since I moved into this house, probably. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, we keep the house clean. Yeah. But a lot of keeping the house clean meant, oh, I don't know. I, like, if we defer a decision on whether to keep or get rid of something, generally just went in the garage, <laughs> which is a mistake. This is the thing I've realized. I'm not keeping anything anymore. I had boxes for everything, like all the electronics. So I was like, well, when we move, it'll be really convenient to have these boxes when we pack. Because like we put the mixer back in the box, and it's much easier to pack that like that than to you know put it in, wrap it up, and I bubble throw, wrap. I threw away all my stuff. Lego boxes. You threw away your Lego boxes? Oh, wow. That's crazy. That was, that was crazy. I kept all the manuals, but threw away all the boxes. So if you were to move, Norm, if I was to move, would you just break apart the Lego structures you've built and then reassemble them, or would you try? Would you take no, a few no, trips you take, to field trips? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to bring, I, I want to put some shelves up behind our desk and bring some Lego stuff in. It feels really good to get rid of a lot of stuff at the house. It felt awesome. When we moved to San Francisco, we moved from a house to a small, tiny apartment. Yeah. So it was just this, it was just this massive purge and it was, oh. You made so, the smart decision. So great. You know, the answer yeah. also, also could be stop buying stuff. Well, see, so that's, that's the thing that calls in, that, that this brought in a sharp relief. When I did this and then like the next two days later, we were walking around Bed Bath & Beyond. Bed Bath & Beyond is a store that is full of 1% things that you actually need and 99% bullshit. Like trash cans are a thing that you need. Soap is a thing that you need. A dish scrubber thingy is a thing that you need. A, a sponge. giant ceramic pineapple? Not so much. Oh. Sorry. Uh, so popsicle fun. makers? Nope. A Margaritaville? Margarita, frozen margarita machine? No, you do not need that. Always necessary. No, 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 no. Yeah, so I'm not buying my new policies. I'm not buying anything stupid. I'm buying stuff that's dumb, but I'm not going to buy stuff that's stupid. That's that's what happened. Your wife is supposed to do right, prevent you from. No, the problem is she has similar problems as I do, so that's why we get along well. But yeah, so yeah, buying dumb stuff, buying stupid stuff. Don't do that. Just, just, yeah. I, I was I looked at the pile of trash in our driveway on Sunday morning before the dudes came to haul it off, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" It's weird to look at it and be this is my footprint. This is yeah. <laughs> this is the garbage that I have put on this. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, I was I, I was like, when you roll it out of the trash can, you're like, "Oh, there's hardly anything in the trash," and there's a lot of stuff in the recycling. You think, "Oh, I'm doing good," and then there was a dump truck full of trash in the garage. <laughs> so yeah, clean your shit out. Don't let it build up. Have a storage scheme. That's all I'm gonna say. Or you know. I turned on two-factor auth on Gmail on Google. It's a pain in the ass. Have you done? Have you done that, Joey? Norm has, right? I don't know what two-factor is. Two-factor means that when you ever you sign in to a Google service or account yeah. that is not on a registered device, like a new computer, a new laptop, or if someone tries to sign in, then you need to have a second second level of authentication. Which is uh, usually a text message, which uh. is either a text message or an app, the Google Authenticator app. It's kind of like. In World of Warcraft, I'm afraid can... of the Google Authenticator app because if it falls out of sync, then you're fucked. Is this something that is set by default? No, uh, no, you, you have, have to turn I it have on. Not turned it on. Um, I use it. But some programs, so email, use uh, a, uh, a you know web browser based Le- email. Legacy apps that don't support two factor. Browser based email, you sign in twice. You type in your password, your strong password, and then you also type in a rotating code, which is a text message or a code that pops up with the Google Authenticator app. Right, right. It's like a six digit number code. Uh, same thing with Steam. You know, if you if you sign into a new computer with Steam, you need your password. But you also they send you an email. Like bank, banks usually do that. Banks, banks do the same thing. Exactly. If you're signing into, it's it's uh, basically so that if somebody just gets your password and your username, they, they still have to have yes. another token that's theoretically harder to obtain. Sounds like a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, the problem is that some programs don't request the code. A lot of legacy, pro- like 
pop clients don't have a way, pop mail clients or CalDev clients don't have two-factor authentication mechanisms built into the specs. So, so what you have to do is create an application-specific password within a web browser in Google uh, to log in to that, which is usually a 16-character crazy string of code that you they give you once, paste it in, and then you have authorized that device. And finding that web page is a bitch. No, 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 it's easy. I bookmark it. Yeah. You you go to you just go to your Google account. You click on your face in in Google when you're on a Google page, and you go to uh, security on the on the page that takes you to, and it's right there. Huh. But it is like four clicks. You're correct. To do it on a t- mobile device from another mobile device is a hassle. It's horrible. I I basically sat up on the on the bed with the laptop and the iPad and the Nexus Seven and the iPhone, and <laughs> did did one off passwords for about two hours. Um, to get everything that I thought I needed. And then I'm still like every day I still find something new that I haven't connected yet. So it's a little like Google chat has to have one. Uh, I chat, uh, I message has to have one. iCal has to have one. Your, uh, uh, anything else? that taps into a Google yeah. service, anything that uses a Google service. It's okay. really, it took <clears throat> a long time. Inconvenient. Yeah. But I think it's worth it, especially after the Honan stuff. Like, cause he, cause he wouldn't have had his Google account deleted, which aside from losing the pictures of his child's first year of life, having your Google account deleted is probably the worst thing that could happen. First world problems. It, uh, you know, on, on <laughs> having, the, on the internet, deleted. on the internet. <sighs> no, not my <laughs> Gmail. Where, where will my spam go? Um, Retina MacBook Pro. We shot the quick look the other day and it's up on the site now and you know how we feel about it. Have, have, we, we, gotten, go. have we gotten feedback? Yeah. I didn't really read the comments on that one yet. Yeah. Were they positive or negative? They were positive. A lot, oh. lot of people love Apple. A lot of people hate Apple. Yeah, it was very divisive. Did people? Did we have people call, accusing us of being both fanboys and haters of Apple? No, I don't think so. I think oh. people just expressed decided to express their opinion, regardless okay. of what we thought of it. That's um, good. That's what the internet's for. I think we all want that screen on a MacBook Air device. I want that screen on everything, and I want it, apps it's to the, support it. It's the it. best screen I've ever used. Period. On a laptop. Period. No. And on anything. Hmm. Best screen. Okay. Ever. But. Okay. We'll watch the quick look. That's all I'll say about that. Dropcam. I tested out Dropcams. I think they're pretty cool. They're 150 bucks, which seems like about the right price. Maybe a little bit expensive. Maybe if they were 100 bucks, I'd be more stoked. But uh, 150 bucks seems pretty reasonable. I wish that they didn't have the lame service that you have to sign up to get the DVR functionality. I wish you could just. I, that seems expensive to me. It seems um, limited the way, yeah. the way that's set up. But I mean, the benefit of using the drop cam instead of like taking an old beater PC and plugging some webcams into it is that you don't have to run the old beater PC every every, which will cost you twenty or thirty bucks a month worth of electricity. So that's the that's the difference. Um, Razer Type Hand. Did we talk about this last week? I can't remember. No, we did. Really? Yeah. Oh, Gary was here. Talk about they eat. No, we didn't talk about ambidextrous last week, Gary. Ambidextrous gaming mouse. Yeah, they eat. Uh, they eat bandicoots. I didn't know that bandicoots were real animals. Uh, Sonos sub. You took this home. They sent it in. You took yeah, it home. It's, How is it? It looks amazing. It does not. Uh, it, like a Sonos speaker, it just plugs. It uses Wi-Fi. Taps into the bridge. Is it a su- is it a subwoofer for those little speakers that we tested out last year? It is a sub for any of the Sonos speaker systems. That's it. Um, does it make? Can you use it on its own? Well, it it does not act as a separate device, like a separate. Um, hmm. A separate speaker. You know what you should do? You can also use it as a subwoofer. The crazy thing about the design is that it doesn't vibrate. Okay. It's a sub that does not vibrate. How does that happen? It has, it's like a donut design. The oh. air goes between the middle. 
huh. not a not doesn't suck. So it's a Taurus. So you can put your hand in, in the hole and feel the vibration. You can do that on a vent on but, a subwoofer too. But you can't if you put anything on top, it won't shake. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, can have you? You know what you should do? Is this in your living room at home? Yep. You should pipe the Enterprise engine room sound through it all the time. <laughs> You know, with with Sonos, whom, whom, that would be you control whom, people very easily. Oh yeah, especially if you live in a house, a lot of people just plug. And especially since it's all Wi-Fi, you don't even need Ethernet. Any room that has a power cable, you can plug a sub. I don't need someone's or a oh, speaker. Man, I don't need someone's do. bed. That's mean. And then just plug that into a wall. And then you can play music in the middle of the night, extremely loud, and wake them up. That's a horrible thing to do. <laughs> what you should do is get that that uh, Halloween sounds track that I used when we played Game of Thrones that time. And play some like clanking chains and ghost noises and shit like that. You played that that's a CD you played while playing. I got I I I no 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 yeah no that is not what you play. What what happened was when Will came over to play Game of Thrones one time. Yeah, he just the only time he just he yes to be clear Game of Thrones the the board board game game, correct yeah Game of Thrones which took (laughs) five hours forever six six hours. Uh, Will discovered that my unprotected Wi-Fi had access to my AirPlay. And so yeah. he pulled up the most obnoxious sound effects that he could find on Spotify with Spotify's audio, audio, audio soundtracks and start piping random buzz tones and farts and, and <laughs> random stuff over my speakers it was at pretty inopportune awesome. moments. I guess in his opinion, well, opportune the, moments. The thing is, I had like 20 minutes between turns because we were playing with six people. I'm going to play a fart sound now. Right. So I just loop fart sounds for a while. Was the game fun? No. Uh, the won. game was very fun. It was not fun. the fact that we played with Will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got into it. I role played. I had the best come from behind victory ever, but it was not a fun game. Do not, do not like that game. Uh, what do you say we take a couple questions and call it a show? Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails. We don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. Norm, you send the email address to podcastattested.com. Keep the questions short under 45 seconds. MP3 or wave or AFE only, please. Someone sent me something that made me very sad this week. A WMA file. Who uses (laughs) WMA files? It is 2012, motherfuckers. Wave, MP3, or AFE, and don't sound like a herd of buffalo are running over you, even though that is Norman Chan's spirit animal. Here is our first and only question this week. Hey, Testa Crew, Matt from Baltimore here. Hi, Matt. Hometown Trivia. The first U.S. Navy vessels were built here in Baltimore's Fells Point Harbor. And if you punch or assault a police dog here in Baltimore, that is a felony. So, on to my question. As I am looking for a new laptop, I have a quick question for you guys. Why do PC makers make crappy trackpads? What is so difficult about making these trackpads usable and good? Apple has seemed to have nailed it. Why can't PC makers do that? And a quick would you rather. For one month, would you rather take care of five babies, newborns, or 20 hyper corgis? Thanks a lot and always be testing. I like Baltimore. 20 hyper corgis. I think I would do distribution of... Ten hyper corgis and two and a half babies. No, see, five babies, five, ba- okay. five babies and twenty corgis. So twenty corgis weighs. My 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 thought on this is, if I like something's gonna die. <laughs> if I had five babies, one of those babies will die, and I'll be going to jail. <laughs> if I had twenty corgis, a couple of those corgis will die, and the, the world I mean, will look down at me for a few and, minutes. And I'll be out. Yeah, of but I will sack. not be in jail. I'll be out of potato sack. 
Yeah. Wow. That's my thoughts on that. So yes, 20 corgis. Dark as hell. (laughs) You can keep 20 dogs. 20 dogs isn't that many dogs. I want want a The queen has 16 corgis. No, she does not. Yes, she does. (laughs) She does not have 16 corgis. 16 corgis. That is way too many corgis for an 80-year-old woman to have. Do you realize that she has some help? That is way the, too many corgis for a, an old lady to own. She, she likes. She likes. I want a one leash that splits off into twenty. <laughs> oh. And all twenty corgis are on that. That would be such and a running around. And you're on a skateboard. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine how tangled that leash would get? Because the corgis would be running all in, and it'd be like a maypole. Automatic of leash untangling. Ooh, corgi technology. maypole. I want that technology. I want to invent that. Um, the corgis. I would totally. I did, have I ever talked about the corgi meetups where they where everybody brings their corgis to one dog park in the city and there's like thirty five or forty corgis there and they're all running around being really short and super cute. That's not real. It's a real thing. <laughs> it happens near your house. It's at Mountain Lake Park. Is it really? What? Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Lake Park. I think it's the second Tuesday of the month in San Francisco. Um, and there's a corgi meet meetup and there's usually like twenty five or thirty corgis and they are super duper cute. And then there's usually like one golden retriever there that's just so fucking confused and he's looking around. He's like. Well, well, everybody, I'm not the same animal as these. I'm scared and confused. Uh, but they try to herd everyone. Like joggers come through the park. The corgis herd the joggers. It's really funny. My and mother-in-law really has, a, has a collie. It's Lassie. Collie. Collie. I think just circles everybody collie. all day long. Yeah. It's just herding in circles. And- Did you know the corgis are the 11th most intelligent dog as determined scientifically by a dude that I read about on Wikipedia last night whose name I can't remember? Hmm. Yeah. Second Saturday of each month. Second Saturday is the second Saturday, Saturday of each. Isn't this the second Saturday? Oh, I'm going to nap. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a corgi photo opportunity that is for you. Take your camera. Um, we do. Uh, I don't know what there's track a lot pad. of talking happening over there. Trackpads. Why are trackpads track so crappy? I don't know. I do uh, not understand. You think it's software? It's software. It's Bad drivers. drivers and software. It's because um, Windows it does not lock that shit down, and because there's a lot of third-party intermediate software that. Communicates with Windows, and also there's a big difference between good, like the difference in price between a good trackpad and a bad trackpad. Are you looking at Flickr photos of the Corgi meetup? <laughs> Norm is totally cued it out. Um, the difference between good picture, good good trackpads and bad trackpads is probably like ten bucks, which is a doesn't sound like a lot of money to us. There's a shitload of money when they're making a million of these things, so they almost always cheap out and get the bad one. That's the, that's the, they're too small. They're usually not sensitive enough. The multi-touch stuff isn't regimented. And uh, PC manufacturers tend to be cheap. That is what I would say. Uh, so that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Joey, anything to plug? Oh, no, I'm good. Norm, you going to Napa? You drink some wine? Let's talk about that. No, thick outtakes. no wine. Nope. <laughs> Today's outro comes to us from, should I do Rufo's or Evil Max 17s? Oh, oh my God. The Corgi meetups have moved. Wait, wait, what? Yes, the meetups are still occurring. We officially moved the meetup last year around October. <gasps> the meetups now happen at Pine Lake Park in Stern Grove, one block away from my parents' house. Wow. I didn't know you were allowed to have dogs in Stern Grove. Second Saturday is 1 p.m. Huh. Oh, man. You could totally go to that. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the show. Rufo or Evil Max 17? Joey, you tell me. Uh, Evil 17. Evil Max 17 Evil Max. did this week's outro. Thanks, Evil Max. I didn't see her. Pink berry, 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 pink
Yeah, I like that one. Uh, let's. Uh, what, what, what's what's some, some audio engineering? I did some uh, replicator work this week. It's amazing. It's so much better than the last one. I printed vertical towers that are like two inches tall that would have folded over and been all bubbly and wobbly and bad with the old MakerBot. So you're you're the one that has the most experience with this MakerBot thing. Yeah. What, is it, this is this is leaps and bounds. An improvement on markedly the markedly improved. Also okay. came pre-built. Yeah, that was, probably these two things are related. Hmm. Um, no, the the thing that's interesting about this once I once I got the platform level because that took a little bit of work. We mucked it up in the first video, and then I had to do it like three more times. But once I got the platform level, then it, it's it does a phenomenal job with stuff that is really complex, really fine detail. There's very little sagging plastic. So, uh, well, you'll see it on Mystery Object on Friday morning, but this one, this one, we never could have printed this with the Thingomatic. Uh, just not not only because the the size is wide, but also because the, the the earlier versions had a real hard time stacking plastic on top of like doing like as long as you're doing large connected things, it was okay. But if you tried to do individual towers, then they'd wobble or it's fall or fold. It needed time to cool down. Is that? Or was it heat? Um, it was actually, I think, because the Z-axis wobbled. The platforms oh. wobbled a little bit as it went up, so that that wasn't precisely centered. Because they moved... So it used to be that they moved the printhead up and down. Now they moved the build platform up and down. Uh, just the tiny amount of wobble on, on, the, on the vertical movement. So if it moved a little bit in the X and the Y dimensions as it went up each step, uh, it, would, it would just be enough off-center that it would get all kind of cattywampus. Okay, is that why you want kind of the most static... Yeah, environment as possible. I think we got to move it and put it on a like a cinder block table or something. Like walking by it, <clears throat> yeah. So shaking it. Well, it's not even walking by it. It's that the printhead moves so fast that the whole table vibrates. <laughs> um, and and it's weird because I hadn't really thought about, it, but the printhead's a little bit smaller. The nozzle is a little bit smaller, and even though the motors are significantly faster, it takes a lot longer to print similar sized objects than it would before. Because the plastic is finer resolution, basically. So it's like between a 300 DPI print and a and a 72 DPI inkjet print. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Um, what else is going on? What should we talk about? Norm, what's going on in your Corgis? iPhone? Are you still looking at Corgi meetup pictures? Uh, there's a whole SF group. Yeah, we have, we have a refrigerator in here. We have a fridge now. I'm looking oh, at yeah. a fridge and a microwave. Yeah. Uh, we, had, we, we, had had, what, we have a fixer. We have uh, the, the wolf, wolf, Mr. Wolf. Yeah, we have. <laughs> the wolf came up. And, yeah, from L.A. Um, we're getting she wrote things down and made things happen yeah, she, oh, yeah it's amazing she puts things on the list and then the list takes care of itself <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know how that works exactly but um air conditioning refrigerator next, next snacks yeah snacks and also uh motivation to get this area here cleaned up i, I don't yeah. want to look behind me joey's messy area is what we call it it's the joey fail zone <laughs> sorry joey it'll be clean soon okay we believe you <laughs> and lunch i want to believe in joey um, so yeah, uh, what else? Uh, let's see what else. What else was on the list to talk about? Lunch. I found a lot of really weird stuff in the garage. It was really rats. I bought a shop vac. Do you have a shop vac, Norm? No, I don't have a shop vac. Shop vac's a good thing to have. I cleaned all the cobwebs out of the rafters of the garage with the shop vac. Shop vac. Shop vac is a wet dry vac. It's like a bucket mm-hmm. with a vacuum cleaner that you bolt onto the top, yeah. and it can suck up water or dry stuff, dust. Cobwebs. Good for lint workshops. Hey, have you cleaned the lint trap on your dryer since you moved in? You've lived there long enough now. You should probably do that. Lint trap on my. I you do. Know, I do it every time I do it. Well, no, 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 not the thing in the front, not the screen. Oh, where the vent 
goes out in the back and then it goes out and it blasts hot air yeah. outside. No. You got to do that every couple of years or else it builds up years, and it's a fire hazard. Our, uh, the, the house that I moved into you have six people, though. wasn't cleaned and it it, it, it became a problem. But uh, yeah, I, I've actually I learned how to go make a mental note to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where like the vent pipes out from my garage and I can smell like laundry yes. being done from outside? You, if you can smell bounce from the backyard. That's the best smell. That's the or place you got to go. Front yard, but whatever. You got you got to clean that thing out. That's important. That's a maintenance task that has to happen. You know, I popped some M berries last night. How'd that go? Explain awesome. what M berries are. M berries are the miracle berry. It's made of miracle fruit. I think. Oh, miracle berry. You're right. Made of miracle fruit. natural ingredients. All natural ingredients and cornstarch. What, yeah. what is this thing? What are you talking about? We Did tried it on 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 the, on the last show. happy hour. The final <laughs> happy <laughs> hour. Is on the final happy hour. Happy hour. No, it wasn't the final. Yeah, final happy hour had magic. The final happy hour. We did two segments. F- was Miracle Berry on the final? Miracle Berry was the final. Remember, segment. the final happy hour took place long after the happy hour ended. As a, oh, I know. As a series. Okay. Oh, maybe this was. There was a one more happy. It was hour the best happy hour ever because we did both magic tricks. The terrible magic tricks. They were amazing. I was. I made stuff float. Chris Angel is a is a sham. And I then also tell this uh, tested Miracle Berries. Yeah, the M Berry. Remember, uh, I cut up a bunch of fruit. This is what makes it things bitter. Makes makes bitter things bitter sweet, things sweet and oh. sour things awesome. Super sweet, huh? Sucking so on it, limes it, all night. It rewires your taste buds. That's right. I remember that now. Um, I, I I don't know exactly what. Do you know what the mechanism is? Does it block the bitter and sour it was, receptors? I think it blocks the so res- that the only thing you get is sweet. Right. But somehow you get even more sweet. I th- but I think it's because the like on a strawberry, strawberries I think are my favorite thing to eat when you've ta- eaten those because the strawberry tastes like the strawberryest strawberry you've ever tasted. Limes like and pineapples. No, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't have to. You don't, you don't to, lose like, brain cells stuff. and you don't have big holes in your brain. Yeah. Uh, wine tastes terrible. Wine did taste really because bad. of the uh, the tannins. You, so you t- taste is, a lot of tannins. You get a lot of bitter at the end Weird. and a little too sweet in the in the front. Um, it tastes like bad grape juice. Yeah. Uh, like, like moldy grape juice or something. Um, uh, beer was weird. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I would say it was bad or good. It was just weird. Lemons were dangerous. Lemons, you could eat a lot of lemons. Yeah, like you could get a stomach. Your gums, stomach. Your gums would just be destroyed. In the I don't think that's the thing that really happens. By the way, <laughs> um, sweet stuff was surprisingly not that good unless it had a tart component. You, so anything with acid, tart. anything with acid, like kiwis were pretty good. Lemons, I think, were the lemons and limes strawberries and limes best. were my favorites. Um, Suck on limes all night. But so you used to eat the berry, you chew it up, you put it in your mouth. But now they just have the the thing, the berry uh, concentrate, basically. Just the in chemical form, you drop on. And you oh. put it on your tongue and let it dissolve. Is the berry actually called around. Miracle Berry? It's called Miracle Berry. It's That's... Miraculin, I think, is the is the wow, name of the thing. What, who's this for? Why? They sell it on ThinkGeek. They used to, it used to be a diet thing. Um, was the original pitch was that you can if you waste. if you like sweet things you can you can make foods that are low in sugar taste sweet. Nobody bought that because it's kind of dumb and it's inconvenient. It makes things taste weird. Now it's a um, high end fancy hoity toity. <sighs> yeah, but they sell. You can get a pack of pills for ten bucks at Amazon. Huh. Um, and what I would recommend if you're going to do it, it's uh, M berry is one of them, and I can't remember what the other one was called. Um, but just search for Miracle Berry on Amazon. It comes up. The thing is, their entire like dinner menus and dessert menus yeah. catered around the emberry. Okay, and this isn't dangerous. Oh, it's no. not probably not. Like, there's not been research, but nobody's died yet. No so. one has claimed it's that not their like tongue is, is ruined. Yeah, you, 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 there's there are no neurological 
changes. Like it, it's not receptors. Well, I'm even saying like your tongue, like it's not going to block these things. Probably for not. An extended period. Like, oh, I can't taste bitter anymore. Yeah, there we go. I lost feeling in my. Tongue. No one has said that so far. Yeah, people have been chewing this fruit for years. Yeah. Um. So so the thing to do is to buy the berry, buy the pills, and then go get a bunch of the recommended stuff from the grocery store. So strawberries cheese does not work. Cheese is bad. Cheese. This the pictures of cheese on the the packet. Don't do cheese. You can eat. Well, no, you need to get a like a blue cheese, a, a tart cheese. Blue cheese tastes real weird. Like blue cheese and honey is super weird. Um, <laughs> you, you so you chop up a bunch of the stuff in advance. Eat the pills. Take the pills. You swirl them around in your tongue for a minute or two. Let them dissolve completely, and let them dissolve, and and kind of keep the saliva in. Coat your tongue really well, and then then start eating stuff, and, and it's then create crazy. your own experiences. Says yeah. the packet. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Next weird. Olympics, they should sponsor. M Berry should sponsor Olympics. What's it? N Berry. M Berry. Oh, M Berry. M is in M Berry. Is what helps. Pink Berry and M Berry. Oh my God. Ryan Lochte swears by the M. No, Pink Berry would be bad. Pink Berry. Greek yogurt's pretty good though because it's real tart. A little acidy. Exactly. M berry and pink berry. Pink berry has too much sugar in it, I think. I don't know. Wait, you're saying you're about putting M berries on pink berry? No, pop an M berry first and then have pink berry. I, I oh, have. What about sprinkling it on? <laughs> no, it needs to coat your tongue. I have By a liquid. doesn't taste like it. I have a liquid nitrogen doer in the back of my car. Liquid nitrogen M berries? I don't think that's a good idea. Anyway, <laughs> we, need, we need lists of things people want to see frozen. Post them in the comments. We'll, we'll uh, call it a day. Let's go get lunch. We, yeah. we good? All wrapped up. See you all later. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Bye-bye.